I want you to turn tonight. It's my honor and privilege to do the uh, tithes and offerings. Yeah, amen. I love it when people are excited about that because they realize that tithes and offerings not taking something from, it's planting something in the ground. It, in other words, harvest is about to grow. Harvest is about to come out of the ground, my brother. <laughs> good to see you. Love you. Good, good. Pastor Steve, so nice to have you again. We love you so much. I told you last night, I'm going to tell you again tonight, Pastor Steve, is, it's an honor for him even to be here in this room. And he's hungry. You know, listen, he, it's been pastoring for over 40 years now. Founded the church, started the, or started the church, one of the first spirit-filled churches in this county. And uh, pioneered, really, the spirit-filled full gospel in Stanley County. And it's an honor. And he's still sitting here tonight because he's hungry. Because he's hungry. That, and I love that. And he believes in fellowship. And he believes in spiritual family. And that's why he's sitting here tonight. I said it last night, and I'll say it again tonight. No one in this room should see him or Miss Sherry sitting in a restaurant and not pay for his meal. He should never pay for a meal in Stanley County. Because when you honor him, you're honoring the Lord. And so if you see him and his uh, beautiful bride, you ought to just slip over to uh, the waitress table and to say, I'm taking that table right there. He's not paying for it. I'm going to honor him. Amen? Amen. I'm in it. I'm in it. Glory to God. <laughs> I'm serious. We appreciate you, Pastor Steve. We appreciate you very much. And thank you for being here. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. It's like, hey, maybe we arrived or something because you're here. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. That's pretty good. So, Pastor Brian and Carissa Johnson, glory to God. Amen. Great, great friends, and uh, it's so good to see you. So, you look sharp, man. You look sharp. I got a good friend named Pastor Brian Wright. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm going to receive it. Amen. He said, I got a good friend, Pastor Brian Wright, I got to keep up with. Anyway, I like your new glasses. Those look good. Yeah, amen. Uh, so, we just welcome you tonight. It's going to be a great, great night. We want to jump in. In Ezekiel 37, that's where I want you to go. And I want you to see this. Let me, let me quote something out of James where it, where it talks about uh, that we need to be faithful. And faith without works is dead, right? Faith without works is dead. So what we're talking about tonight is reviving our finances. And I want you to understand, you know, may, many people, they may be doing very good in their financial area of their life. But this whole week is to kickstart, to kickstart every area of your spiritual life. In other words, we're here because we're making a declaration. 2021 is going to be blessed for the people of God in this area. It's going to be blessed. We are not going to operate in average. We're not going to operate in mediocrity. It's going to be blessed. Does anybody receive that? Amen. We're going to be blessed. And why would we be blessed? Well, number one, God loves us. Two, he wants to establish his covenant. In other words, he wants to flow in you, through you, and to the people around you. That's why God wants you blessed. Abundance to do every good work in 2 Corinthians 9. Abundance to do every good work. 
But if we're going to get our finance, even if our finances are great compared to the world's standards, I've got a God that's so big, no matter how well you're doing, it can get greater. It can get gooder because he's that big. He's that gooder. Amen. Is he gooder to you? Are you willing to break your English teaching and be, he's gooder to me. He's over gooder. Amen. I like that. He's gooder. Amen. See, you got to get to the place where you just want more and more and more of the Lord. Lord, what you poured out and what you paid for, I want all the gooder I can get. Amen. I want all the gooder I can get. No matter what it sounds like to other people, Lord, if you're providing it, I'm receiving it. If you're providing it, I'm receiving it. Doesn't matter what we face, doesn't matter what we see, if you're providing it and you paid for it, Lord, I'm receiving it. Glory to God. And so even if your finances are doing great, you're paying all your bills, you have excess, is that all that God wants you to have? No. Uh, Ted and I were talking about it today on the broadcast. We can't take uh, the, the servant that will take the talents or their abilities, their potential, and bury it in the ground. God gives this testimony. The Lord gives this testimony about that person. Wicked and lazy servant. One, one translation says evil servant, right? To take something. So even if you are doing well, there's more in the Lord. And so it's time in 2021, kickstart our finances and take it to another level. So let's read now. But listen, in order to revive, we can't just amen it. We can't just, you know, high-five everybody. Oh, this is going to be a good year. Glory to God. Do you feel that, brother? You know, you can't just do that. No. There's got to be works with your faith. And what are the works of your faith? The work, how do you increase and revive your finances? You increase it by being obedient to God. You've got to be obedient and willing to His ways and you will eat the good of the land. What is His ways to increase you? His ways to increase you is for us to sow. So when we come into seed time and harvest, this is not a moment where God's trying to get something from you. Don't you realize if he wanted to get something from you, if that was really his heart, he could just say, give it. Give it. You know, I want you more poor and take it from you. That, but that's not him. That's not his heart. He puts it in our hands no matter what financial level we are at, no matter what mental level we're at, no matter what social level we're at. He says, purpose your heart to sow, and all of a sudden everything will turn in your favor. I'll put seed in your hand, not because you had a great education, not because you had a great family or not, not because you know more or less, not because of anything, but you decided in your heart, Lord, I trust you. I want to go after you. I'm going to go after your ways. And Lord, here's what I'm going to do. I purpose in my heart to be a giver, to be a sower. And because I'm a sower, you'll give seed to me and I will have a harvest. Hallelujah. That'll work in so many areas, including finances. So we can't just amen and high five each other. We've got to take action on what we say we believe. So now with that, let's go to Ezekiel 37. The hand of the Lord was upon me 
And he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley, and it was full of bones. He caused me to pass among them round about, and behold, there were very many on the surface of the valley, and lo, they were very dry. I don't know about you, <laughs> but I've had a few times where I opened some bills in my life, and I looked around, and the bones of my finances were very dry. There was nothing left in them. Anybody, anybody ever been there? I had a time where everything in my finances looked not just dry, very dry. Like we could take my finances, they would burn real well, but they ain't paying nobody. They would burn real good. And, and that's what I wanted to do with them. Burn them all. Like, just burn them all. You know, whatever's in the mailbox. You know, that stack of bills falls over. You go to, go to the P.O. box and open it up. And, you know, what you want is checks. But what I got was bills. And they'll fall out. And I'm like, just make firewood out of it. It's very dry. Many of us have been in that place. And let me tell you something. I, I'm talking to a few people specifically this week, and you might be paying your bills. You might even have some overflow and enough to, to lend and not borrow. You might have some overflow. But something inside of you is reaching for what God calls normal. Yeah. Something inside of you is reaching. And even though you have enough that you're making it and it's decent, something inside of you is still saying, these are dry bones. These finances are not enough. God, you're calling me to more. There's an abundance I want. I want. I know what I'm supposed to have in you. There's an abundance. I'm tired of looking at these dry bones. Listen, and listen, get this inside of you because God is this big. Listen, this, this less than $100 in my bank account, it's dry. It's time for that to change. It needs to stop being two figures over the decimal point. And then all of a sudden you get to the place where you're like, you know what, these three figures over the decimal point. These are dry bones. This is not enough. It's not enough. Then you get to the place where you say, this four figures is not enough above the decimal point. These are dry bones. These five figures is not enough. And see, what happens is it's the same faith to take you from 10 to 100 as it takes from 10,000 to 100,000. You apply the same faith. It's just you, you're working on a different level. You're sowing on a different level. You're harvesting on a different level. And it takes a different level of thinking. Uh, this afternoon in the broadcast that Ted and I did, we were talking about, you've got to see yourself as a child of God Almighty, yeah. a child of El Shaddai, a child of God who is more than enough. Yeah. Look into overflow in your life. These are dry bones. When's the church going to get fed up with the dry bones that the world's been feeding them? Yeah. Just, just let that sit for a second. Man, you take a dog. Our dog, we, for Christmas, our dog got like a three-foot-long bone. And, and we were sitting there. We're like, is she going to eat the whole thing? She sat down, and for the next two hours, she chewed through that whole bone till it was gone. <laughs> till it was gone. Yeah, and then she went sniffing around the house looking for any fragments. She was making sure that there was no waste. 
she was going around and she was looking for any piece of that bone. And we had people that were like, she going to eat that whole thing? Oh, yeah, she's going to eat the whole thing. Many of us, that's the way we've been in our finances. We're just, we're just happy if we just have a little bit extra. It's time for us to be almost so hungry. We don't need to be sitting there sucking on those dry bones. It's time for the church to stop sucking on dry bones. Stop being satisfied with the dry bones that the world has given. Stop getting so satisfied with that and take the potential of the faith of God, put it in the ground, put it together with our faith, and let the Lord of the harvest bring some multiplication to the seed. I'm not sitting still anymore. I'm not sitting around in average, and you're not either. And look what the Lord will do. He says, look, these bones are very dry. Do I have any people yet that you're like, you know what, doggone it, I have been kind of dry. My finances have been kind of dry. And listen, if they're not dry, then it's time to meditate on how big God is. Because if you don't see what you've had as kind of dry then it's time to meditate on how big God is. How big is he? How much is his love? How much is he a giver? How much does he want to pour out in your life? What we've had is dry, and the church has gotten okay with it. They, they've gotten to the place where they're like, well, I'm doing pretty good. And what they've done is they've hung the faith on the shelf, buried the talent. It's time to believe in God for an abundance that will bring an increase that looks like heaven. An increase that looks like heaven. An increase that looks like heaven. Do you know what heaven looks like? Oh, you need some extra finances. Oh, there's a rock. Pick it up and it's worth millions. That's what heaven looks like. What's pavement is provision. Even the pavement is provision in heaven. Even the pavement. We need some increase that looks like heaven. Is there anybody in here that's getting tired of some dry bones? Yeah. Are you seeing it in a different way? Yeah. And we're looking around. See, if the, here's the issue. If you look around the valley that you've been in and you don't see dry bones, you won't think you need to pray. You won't think you need to believe. But, and I've been at a place where there ain't no other place but those are dry bones. You know, that's what I was talking about earlier. It's like, you look around, it's like, for sure, these are dry bones right here. For sure, these are dry bones. But I've found that many times when people start having some success, they get comfortable real quick. As soon as they can pay the bills and everything gets met, all of a sudden they get comfortable. Sometimes we're comfortable just with having our nose barely above water. we got to see the dry bones for what they are. And when you start to look at the normal of God and see the bigness of God and the love of God, how it goes back to like Romans uh, 8.32. If he would not spare his own son, how will he not with him freely give you all things? How will he not do it? He loves you so much to give you Jesus. And he won't fill your bank account and fill you up with anointing and fill you up with glory too? How will he not do that? How? <laughs> Get it in you. How will he not do it? Get it in you. How? That's going to make great clips. <laughs> How will he not give you all things freely? 
You gonna preach that on Sunday? How? <laughs> I'm gonna come by your church and sit outside if we get done earlier than you, but that don't always happen. <laughs> I'm gonna listen. How? I'm gonna know. All right. I'm gonna know. Then the Lord said, hey, okay, now you've recognized this dry bones, son of man. Can these bones live? Can God do something about it? Can God do something? Will he do something about it? I answered, oh, Lord God, you know. (laughs) That's the way I felt many times when I went to the bank and all the bills fell out. Oh, Lord, he, you know, son of man, can you pay your bills this month? <laughs> you, you know, God. <laughs> you know. Please, tell me you know. <laughs> oh, Lord, you know. And he said to me, listen, whether, whether he knew or not, God said, start speaking. Start speaking to these dry bones. Whether you feel it or not, whether you can see it or not, Start speaking. Prophesy over these bones and say to them, Oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Behold, I will cause my breath to enter you that you may come to life. And I will put sinews on you and make flesh grow back on you, cover you with sin and put breath in you that you may come alive. And you will know that I am the Lord. You will know. It's coming alive inside of you right now. You know, one word can change everything. One word can change everything. You're receiving some words this week. You're receiving some kickstart words this week. Oh, Lord, you know. Yeah, he does. He does, and he's got a plan. And he doesn't want to leave you in the place of average. He doesn't want to leave you in the place of dry bones. He doesn't want to leave you in the place of mediocrity with money or any other area of life. He wants life to the full till it overflows. That's who he is. That's who he is. (laughs) And so all of a sudden, you'll see, you'll start prophesying to those bones. All of a sudden, situations will come up. God will put you in a meeting where the fullness of the word of God is being preached. Fertile ground, fertile ground where life happens. Debts are erased. The sicknesses are healed. You'll start to see souls being saved, disciples being made. You'll see the power of revelation and manifestation. You'll see these things. Fertile ground. And he'll place you in meetings like tonight. And all of a sudden you'll say, this is a place where you have opportunity. It's a place where God's starting to pull back those dry bones and put some sinews on them and build them up into an army. Now, if you know the story, it's really a symbolism of the army of God coming back, of Israel becoming who they're supposed to be again, of Christians and the church becoming an army of God. But you can see the will of the Lord is no matter what is dead, he wants to bring it to life, including your finances. Including your finance. He wants to bring it up so that you'll never be in a valley of dry bones again. Ever, ever, ever. Glory to God. He says this. 
He says, I'll put sinews on you, make flesh grow back on you, cover you with skin and put breath in you that you may come alive. And you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. Smart man. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. And behold, a rattling. And the bones came together, bone to its bone. And I looked and behold, sinews were on them. And flesh grew and skin covered them. Watch this. But there was no breath in them. The structure had been made, but it still needed the life and the anointing of God. See, when you start understanding this, you'll realize that God will put you in places and the harvest, harvest plural, are being lined up. The harvest are coming together. But there's an anointing to release the harvest in your life. And we need that constant breath, that constant word, the watering of the word. We need that constant flow so that the harvest start coming in and they just start to overlap with the goodness of God. There's a blessing in it. There's an anointing in it. And we won't be held back. Nicole and I have had times in our life where the harvest they came here, they came there, and there was a structure again. But we knew the fullness of God's life wasn't in it yet. We said, Lord, take us to another level. He started taking our sowing to a different level. All of a sudden, the anointing of God, it wasn't dry anymore. There got breath in our finances. All of a sudden, there was harvest on harvest on harvest. That's the blessing of God. And that's what he wants for every believer. Everyone. Every, who's a believer in here? Who's God doing this and providing this for? Yeah, are you sure? Yeah, all right. Okay, I'm just checking. He says, he says, but there was no breath. Then he said, prophesy to the breath. Breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain, and as they come to life. So I prophesied as he commanded me. And the breath came into them, and they came to life. The bones that were dry and dead came to life, started working on its own. In other words, your finances start working on its own. It starts coming in, and it's bringing that anointing day by day, putting in this, this harvest, pouring out this harvest. It started working. And many times that looks like a business. It looks like favor. The favor of God comes into your finances. The favor comes on your business. Customers start calling you. All of a sudden, you're walking in the favor of God through your identity, through your knowledge of the inheritance, and by the work and the action that you take based on God's grace and empowerment. You'll start to step in, and the favor of God will start to flow. You can start. Amen. The favor of God will start to flow. I commanded, and the breath came into them, and they came to life, stood on their feet, and became an exceeding great army. How many people in here, their finances are about to become an exceeding great army? An exceeding great army. No more dead, dry bones in these pockets in Jesus' name. No more of this. No more of this. No more dead, dry bones, but full, overflowing. A life of its own, of the anointing of God, the favor of God. I'm talking to people tonight 
that are receiving an army of finances and abundance so they can do every good work. They can do every good work. It's time to move into it. It's time for the church of God, the body of Christ, the bride of Christ, to move to the place where an exceeding great army takes an anointing and the life of God. But listen, we can amen all day long. If we don't move in His ways, we won't see it. And what are His ways? Seed, time, and harvest. It's His ways. You're not going to get away from it. Seed, time, and harvest. So you take, here's the thing, and a lot of people, as soon as you get back to that, their brain starts working. And they start going into logic. Well, I don't have, don't he know? He just told me about my dry bones. All I got is dry bones. How can I sow something? Oh, that's the great part. Lord, I want to be a sower. You purpose that in your heart. God says, oh, you see my child right there. They just purposed in their heart to be a sower. He said, go put some seed in their hand. I'll give them seed that wasn't in their budget. I'll give them seed they didn't have before because I won't let them. I've got a system that'll break through. I don't care what financial level they're at. If they'll purpose to be a sower, I'll put seed in their hand. That's what God said. So you don't have to be a millionaire to step into a valley that's now full of an exceeding great army. You just got to have a heart that says, Lord, I love you, I trust you, and I want to worship you with my sowing. And tonight, Lord, we worship you with our sowing. We worship you with our sowing. Just stand on your feet, hold your offering up. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we worship you with our sowing. If you would like to sow tonight, you can go to givebc.org. You, you know, it's good for people when they're watching online. You're still receiving. The Word gives us a command. Don't be fed and don't sow into the people that are feeding you, into those ministries. If you're being fed by ministries, you should sow into them. And so if you're watching online, you can go to givebc.org. They got Cash App. If you're on Facebook, you can type in hashtag donate followed by the amount. Text to give. It's all on the screen. Go to GiveBC. You can see all the ways. Even Bitcoin. We receive Bitcoin now. That's amazing. It's amazing. Glory to God. Father, tonight as we worship you with this seed, Lord, we are not expecting the dry bones to stay dry. Lord, we're prophesying even with our giving. Our faith is prophesying life into the dry bones. Man, glory to God. Our faith and our action is prophesying life into the dry bones. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Lord, in the name of Jesus, as ministers of the gospel, we receive every cent, every cent, as seed sown into your beautiful gospel of Jesus Christ. And we will give it and sow it ourselves into winning souls and making disciples. We thank you, Lord, for it, and we praise you. And tonight we honor you in faith, knowing that dry bones are about to live, that 2021 
is a year of revitalization of every bank account, every pocketbook, every pocket, Lord. It's a revitalization. Lord, we're kickstarting it tonight. We're kickstarting it tonight, Lord. And we praise you and we worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may bring your offering forward. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Lord, let every seed, according to the heart that people are sowing, let it be multiplied, pressed down, shaken together, running over, Lord. Running over, not just to the full, running over in the name of Jesus. Lord, kickstart these finances. The people of God have a mission. The people of God have a vision. The people of God have an exceeding great army that they are to command. Are your finances going to be an army that you command at the will of God? Will your finances be an exceeding army that you will command for the kingdom of God? Oh, if you will allow that to happen, God will put you in the place as a general of the, that exceeding army. How many people want to be a general of an exceeding great army of finances? Hallelujah! Glory to God. Father, bless it. In the name of Jesus, Lord, do supernatural things. Break debt, supernaturally erase it, Lord. Get that burden off the backs. In the name of Jesus, no slavery, no bondage to debt over the church, over the people. And Lord, raise the income. Multiply it in Jesus' name. This year, let it happen and happen quick, even this week. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Glory to God. Brother Ted Shuttlesworth Jr., he's about to bring you a word. Did y'all enjoy last night? Just night two. Man, last night was so powerful. Here it was, Super Bowl Sunday. This place was packed. It was like the people were too hungry, too hungry. Glory to God. You ready? Let's do it. Praise the Lord. Let's lift our hands all over the house and give God praise. Father, we thank you for your goodness and mercy tonight. We have so much expectancy for what you're going to do. We thank you, Lord, that your presence is here right now. We expect something supernatural to take place in this house tonight. Father, we're not leaving the same. We thank you that as we come together, you're already here in our midst, working miracles, doing the supernatural. I ask you, Lord, to let this week be a week that every prayer request is turned into a praise report in Jesus' name. Turn stories around by the power of the Holy Ghost. We thank you for that. We give you praise and glory for it. If you believe it, somebody shout aloud, amen. 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 It's good to see you tonight. I'm excited you're here. And uh, listen, welcome to everybody that's watching online. Thank you for joining us. Share the broadcast. Get the word out. God's touching people. Amen. And uh, I'm pumped up. You know, it's one of the things that shows me, anyway, how hungry people are in our country. Is, of course, as we've been saying all week, people have been coming, up, coming in from all over the place. And of course, we have Miss Letty here again tonight from Massachusetts. 14-hour drive she made to be here. Of course, Corey and Brandy Johnson were with us all the way from New Hampshire. They were coming up from Florida, going back north again. And then, of course, um, people just keep coming in. I'm delighted tonight to have my nephews, Alex and Jonathan, from Virginia Beach, drove in to be with us. Would you welcome them? 
about a five-hour drive, would you say? About five-hour drive. And then Miss Lauren, is your last name pronounced Lurka or Lurch? Larky. I both were wrong. Wow. Not trying ever again. Larky. All the way from Horseheads, New York. Would you give her a hand and welcome her? That's about, what, ten and a half hours, would you say? Oh, you flew in. Your arms are tired. And so... <laughs> We're glad to have you. And then Miss Lilia Tom Petty. I call you Cotton. No, she came in from Virginia as well. Would you give her a hand from Virginia Beach? And we got more people coming in through the week. And I'm just telling you, it's exciting. So good to see Pastor Barbie. My, my brother Phil. I love Phil Barbie, man. That's a good man right there. Would you make them feel welcome one more time? It's been too long since I've seen you. And you're looking good. I love you guys. I've got, I'm telling you right now, I got something in my spirit tonight that has got me so pumped up. It's, it's something that when you see it, when you see what God set up for the New Testament church, he set us up so that we could never fail. And I'm just going to tell you right now, this is one of those kind of uh, thoughts that will get you running around the church. Amen. <laughs> You know, it's interesting. We used to have an old praise and worship leader at our church in West Virginia, and uh, he'd always get on the keyboard and start, and, and if people weren't praising the way he thought they should be praising, he would always try to use those phrases, you know, those phrases that people say when, and, but he would always mix them up, you know, and he could never get them right. You know, he said, it, you know, people used to say, if you can't feel that, your feeler's broke. Ever heard that before? Who's heard that? If you can't feel that, your feeler's broke. You heard preachers say that. But then, <laughs> then you'd hear preachers also say, if you ain't on fire, your wood's wet. You ever, you ever heard that? <laughs> he would get up on the keyboard and he'd be like, man, if y'all can't feel that, your wood's wet. <laughs> he, he was just, he, he'd just mix them up all the time. And uh, so I'm just telling you now, if you, if you feel this tonight, you can't feel this, your wood's wet. Amen. Uh, but, <laughs> woo, glory to God. I want you to, if you would, uh, open, <laughs> open with me in your Bible. And uh, we're going to go to several different places tonight. But I would like you to start with Genesis chapter 29. And uh, actually, you know what? Let's, let's flip that. Let's go. We were in Genesis. Let's go to the end of the book, Revelation. Let's go to Revelation 5. We'll start at the end and go to the beginning. And uh, if you don't think I can preach from Genesis to Revelation, we're going to find out tonight that the preacher can do it. Amen. No, I'm kidding. I've, I found out a long time ago that a lot of times the church people want the preacher to be like Pharaoh and let God's people go. So, I, <laughs> we're not. But Revelation 5, <laughs> catch this now. Revelation 5, and the reason I want to start here is because really to work backwards it helps us to see where we are now and where we came from. And uh, Revelation 5 is one of those verses of Scripture that really, it should uh, hit your spirit with force. Because one of the things that happens, when you look at Jesus, it shows you who you are. When you look at Jesus, it shows you who you are. And uh, we're starting here in Revelation 5, but I really just want to... Um, Read verses 4 and 5, two verses here. Revelation 5, verses 4 and 5. And the Bible said, and this is John, the revelator, talking. He said, and I began to weep loudly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or to look into it. 
verse 5. And one of the elders said to me, weep no more. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has conquered so that he can open the scroll and its seven seals. Somebody say, the lion of the tribe of Judah. One of the things that's so powerful to understand is that Jesus Christ should have come from another tribe. If you study the way God set things up through the law of Moses, there were 12 tribes in Israel. How many know that? 12 tribes in Israel. And the Bible says that it was the tribe of Levi that were the priests unto God. And it was the tribe of Levi set apart to do everything that needed to be done in the temple. And so Levi and all his sons were actually consecrated and set apart to be priests unto God. And so when God made a plan, I feel the Holy Ghost on this man, when God made a plan to release into the earth the high priest who is still our high priest today, Oh, glory to God. If you read the book of Hebrews, the Bible says he remains a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. And I'll get to that in a minute. But when God wanted to raise up an eternal priest, he didn't do it by his old standard system. He didn't say, you know what? I, I set Levi up to be the priestly tribe. I'm going to let the high priest come through the tribe of Levi. He actually flipped his system. And the Bible says that he was going to be coming through the tribe of Judah. And the Bible says here that we know it happened because the Bible takes great care to give us the lineage of Jesus Christ. If you read it, you know, it's like when you go through your Bible reading. We're, we're with our partners and friends right now reading through the Bible in 90 days. And we're coming through, we've just come through like uh, First and Second Chronicles. And you know, you read First Chronicles, you're like, good Lord, I, I see eight chapters worth of so-and-so got with so-and-so and begat so-and-so. And it's like, Lord, we get it. They hooked up and had children. We know what's going on. Eight chapters worth of it. But see, the reason is, is because they've got to give you the lineage because the lineage proves the people are important. Ain't no use talking about where somebody came from if it doesn't mean anything. And the Holy Spirit, who inspired the entire Word of God, He doesn't waste words. He doesn't waste words. He gave us the lineage for a reason. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody shout, it's on purpose. Brother, give me just a hair more. I'm, this is week three of revival for me, and I'm, uh, I want to be able to have a week four. Amen. <laughs> he, they give it to us on purpose. So when we get to Jesus, it breaks down his lineage so we can see where he came from. Oh, man. I could preach on that for a whole night, where he came from. Because you know what God would do throughout history? He'd pull up people that weren't even worthy to be in Jesus' lineage, and he'd raise them up and use them and anoint them so that they, their name could be said in the lineage of Jesus Christ. I'm thinking of a hooker tonight. I'm thinking about Rahab the prostitute. You probably never heard a preacher say that while he was preaching, but I'm thinking of a hooker tonight. I'm thinking of Rahab the prostitute because the Bible said that when Jericho was about to come down, 
There were spies that went into Jericho. And when they went in, Rahab, who was a prostitute, when the guards found out that there were spies inside of Jericho, they traced them up to where they'd gone, and she covered for them. And she hid them on the top of the wall under some grain sacks. And when they came in, say, where are those men? He, she said, I don't know. They, they got out of here quick. And if you don't hurry up, you're not going to catch them. And she sent them away. And they made a covenant. And they said, what would you have us to do for you? She said, when you come, I know the Lord's going to give you the city. I don't have to be persuaded of that. But when you come and take the city, would you spare me and my family? And she made a covenant with God's people on that day. And they said, yep, when we come back, we'll make sure that you and your whole family are protected before the city comes down. Now, here's something that'll get you in an understanding of covenant. He said, first of all, when we come back, get all your people and bring them into your house. Make sure your father, your, all your people, get them in the house. Get them in the house. They said, how will we know? Hang a scarlet cord out the window. It was that red cord that marked the covenant that she had with God's people. And when judgment was coming, it was the red cord in the window that kept destruction from her family. And I love this. This right here, if you didn't know, this is literally, I don't know if you've ever heard this preached, but this is a type and shadow of the rapture. Watch how I show you. When we come in, the Bible says they shouted, walls came down. Do you know what they were planning to do? They burnt the whole city of Jericho. Bible said they burn it up. Only thing they kept was the gold for the temple of God. They burnt the whole city and destroyed it by fire. But watch what happened. Before they could burn the city and destroy everything, they turned to the two spies and said, now get over to the covenant house. Grab hold of the covenant people and pull them out of the house and get them far away from the city before we burn the city. And the two came into the house and grabbed Rahab, grabbed her father, grabbed her people and said, come on with me. A city that was getting ready to be destroyed was not allowed to be touched before the covenant people were out of the house. I feel like preaching tonight. The covenant people had to be gone before the fire could start. There's people that came through 2020 and thought you were in the middle of the tribulation. But I came to tell you something tonight. The devil can't even rear his ugly head until the covenant people are out of the house. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody shout, I'm a covenant person and I'm still in the house. Ooh, I almost preached tonight in my house shoes. I almost threw my slippers on and said, I'm going to preach about being in the house. Because as long as we're in the house, the devil's got to stay out of the house because the power of God is upon his people. Somebody shout, covenant. covenant. And it's a picture. It's a picture of the rapture. And if you read Joshua 6, they pulled those people far outside the camp. And then they burnt the city. But you can't burn that city while I'm here. Lot and his family were in Sodom and Gomorrah. God was ready to burn them up. And two angels came in the city, walked right to the covenant house. 
rocked right to the covenant house and said, we got to go. The city's about to go up in flames. And the Bible said even his children, because see, he had been in a wrong environment for too long. And his children didn't even believe him. And they thought he was joking when he said the city's going to be burnt with fire. And the Bible says, you talk about a true picture of the rapture, when they delayed Bible says, and when they delayed, the angels grabbed hold of them and ushered them out of the city. There's some people, I'll tell you, it's a blessing to be in the kingdom. It's a blessing to be a child of God. Because even though there's some people on fire and some people that are just smoldering a little bit, there's some folks that all they got's red coals left and charcoal on the fire. But if you're in the family of God, when that trumpet sounds, while you're delaying, while you're lingering, you're going to be swept away. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody say covenant house. If you're in the covenant house, the devil can't touch you. I go back to the first Passover in Egypt, and they were in the covenant house, and they put the blood of the lamb on the doorpost of the home, and the death angel came walking through Egypt, a supernatural being, and I'll tell you something that stirs my faith. God said to me when I was studying that passage, he said, did you notice that was the blood of a natural lamb? He said they painted it on the door, and I sent a supernatural being down from heaven to kill the firstborn. He said, think of this. He said, if the blood of a natural lamb could keep out a supernatural being, how much more can the blood of a supernatural lamb, the eternal lamb of God, keep every wicked thing out of your house and away from your children, off your body, off your mind, off your finances? It's the blood of Jesus Christ. Shout yes. How much more? 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 It's the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank God for the blood. I said, thank God for the blood. It's the blood of Jesus. Notice they were in the house. I want to preach this to you for a minute because did you notice that God didn't have to take his people away from Egypt before he could bless them. <laughs> Somebody say blessed in a mess. That means everything might be falling around you. A thousand may fall at your side. Ten thousand at your right hand. But these things will not touch you. I don't have to leave Egypt to get my blessing. I can just be in the house. Hallelujah. Covenant. Somebody shout covenant. And I don't have to be outside. See, people are waiting for stuff to calm down before they can be blessed. But see, the Bible said they were still in Egypt. They were still among their slave masters and their, the ones that were abusing them and the ones that tried to steal from them. They were right in the middle of the mess. And God said, just get in your house. Just put the blood on the door. I'll put the Nile to blood. I'll let frogs leap everywhere. I'll let locusts eat the crops. But your stuff won't be touched because you're my people. I'll tell you one thing I know about God. He's got some good aim. I said, he's got some good aim. He knows how to fire, bam, and miss you and hit your enemy. I love how God does. Because, see, he didn't put up with it. 
He didn't put up with it. He said, you've been messing with my people for too long. Too long. Somebody shout, too long. He said, you've been messing with my people for too long. He said, so here's what I'm going to do. Now, people, Pentecostals have a hard time with this. Charismatic people have a hard time with I'm going to preach it anyway. The Bible tells us that God purposely hardened Pharaoh's heart. He didn't say, well, he lifted his hand of protection and the devil was able to. No, no, no. The Bible said, I'm going to send you in there to talk to him. Tell him, let my people go. And after you tell him, I'm going to come in and harden his heart so I can slap him around a little bit. Oh, God wasn't done with Pharaoh. If you think that God was going to let his children be abused for hundreds of years and then just say, well, they're going to leave now, Pharaoh, if you don't mind. They're going to leave now. He said, no, I'm going to harden his heart so I can slap him around for a while. I'm going to harden his heart so I can destroy his property. I'm going to harden his heart so I can take out their descendants. I'm going to harden his heart so I can destroy Egypt and show them, you ain't God, I'm God. Let me tell you, your, your God is a destructive force. I said your God is a destructive force. He knows how to tear it down on your enemy. And God, didn't say the devil did it, said God did it. He said, oh, you think you're the metropolis of the day? You think you're the greatest trade uh, city and nation? You think you're the greatest military power that there is? Let me show you something. How great you think you are? I'm going to let you wake up tomorrow and your big Nile River that you're so proud of, filled with blood. All your crops and farms you're so proud of, locusts are coming, baby. You eat up your stuff. And in one day, God can remove the rug from under your enemy. I feel like preaching this. See, because my God knows how to fight my battles for me. Notice he didn't need the Israelites to go out with hand scythes and big John Deere tractors and destroy the crops in the nation. He didn't, need the, he didn't need the Israelites to go out and pour blood in the Nile River. He didn't need them to tame a bunch of frogs and get them to jump in the Egyptians' houses. He just said, stand still and know that I am God. Just be still and know I got this thing on your back. Just have faith in who I am. And God did it. I said, God did it. My God is big. And the devil is small. I said, the devil's insignificant. He ain't nobody at all. He doesn't have a little bit of power. He doesn't have a medium-sized amount of power. He don't have a lot of power. For Jesus said, all power is given unto me. And I give unto you. Hallelujah. Authority over all the power of the devil. See, if you got it all, the devil don't have any. And I'm telling you, I feel the Holy Ghost because Jesus is the lion, but not from any tribe, the tribe of Judah. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. And that's important. The Bible takes great pains to show us where he came from. And that woman, I believe there's only three or four women in the entire lineage of Jesus that are spoken of. And you go through and you can read their names. Of course, his mother's one of them. But you go back and say, what business does a harlot have 
being in the lineage of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. First of all, it would have been out of place in their culture to list women in the lineage of, they didn't do that. It was the men listed because that was that Middle Eastern ancient culture. They, if you go like I read last night, talking about when they fed the 5,000, read the Bible. That was 5,000 men. Didn't even list the women and the children. Because of that male-dominated society, they looked at the men and they didn't even list the, uh, the numbers of the women and the children. In the lineage, it was the men. But God said, I'm going to do something so supernatural that I'm going to raise a woman up. I'm going to raise a woman up in power, and I'm going to show you how she affected the salvation of the entire. Let me tell you all something. Without the women that were in the lineage of Jesus, salvation couldn't have even come to the earth. If Mary was not blessed above women, the angel showed up to her and said, blessed are you among women. If the harlot wouldn't have made a covenant with God's people and spared the people of God, it could not have come. But when you understand that in Christ there is no Jew, neither is there Greek. There's no male nor female. There's not black or white. There's not rich or poor. There's just kingdom of God people. See the problem is that the devil wants us to look at differences and list them as reasons why we can't make it happen. And he wants to put division in the house. And he wants clicks in the house. But I came to preach to you tonight that I don't believe in white churches. I don't believe in black churches. I don't believe in Puerto Rican churches. I don't believe in Korean churches. I believe in Holy Ghost on fire churches. See, if you got a black church, somebody's missing. If you got a white church, somebody's missing. You got a Puerto Rican church, somebody's missing. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw black men unto me. I'll draw white men unto me. I'll draw rich men unto me. I'll draw influential men. No, he said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. Because Jesus doesn't go fishing with a pole. He don't use bait. He doesn't have a line. When you fish with Jesus, he fishes with a net. And when you drag a net, you get red fish, black fish, blue fish, yellow fish, green fish, rich fish, poor fish, tall fish, short fish, fat fish, skinny fish, and old smelly boots. You get everybody. Somebody shout Amen. The covenant is for all men. <laughs> Revelation 5 is powerful because it tells us who he is. Worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive. Can I tell you all something that stirred me up? That was my introduction. Something that, stir something that stirred me up. Think about this. The lion became a lamb so you could become a lion. Think of that for a minute. The lion became a lamb so you could become a lion. See, because who's going to stop him? 
Who's going to take him out? You think the crucifixion was the first time they attempted to kill him? Bible said they got ticked off at him, picked up stones to stone him. How many stones hit him? Not one. Because when they picked up stones to stone him, they could not get a hold of our Lord Jesus. Some men got mad at him because they said what he was preaching was blasphemous. You make yourself like God. What do you mean this day the scriptures fulfilled in our ears? Sitting down in the temple in the Messiah's chair. What are you talking about? And they got a group of them together, a bunch of thugs and hooligans. Antifa showed up. And, and, and they began to run him up the brow of a hill, the Bible says, to push him off a cliff, to plummet to his death. They wanted to kill him. But the Bible says that as the group, the horde of men, grabbed on to Jesus to push him off a cliff, the Bible said the Holy Ghost came on and he just passed through the crowd. Because you can't murder the master. I said, you can't murder the master. You can't murder the master. In fact, the Bible says, now, let me say, you hear people, especially you get around Easter time, you hear, I tell you what, they killed, they murdered Jesus. They killed Jesus. They didn't kill him. They didn't murder him. If they, now let me just break it down so you see why there's power in that. If they could have taken his life, he could not have raised himself back up. That's why it was powerful when Jesus said, no man has the power to take my life. I'm laying it down, and I will take it back up again. <laughs> I'm laying this thing down. Let me tell you how powerful he is. He's the word made flesh that dwelt among us. He had so much power in the word that when he would just speak, demons would pee their pants. You had a man filled with a legion of demons. History tells us that's in reference to a legion of soldiers in the Roman army. History says that's about four to 6,000 men in that battalion. So the demon was really saying to Jesus, probably, there's four to 6,000 of us inside this man. And the Bible says as soon as they saw him from afar off, they ran to where he was, bowed down low before him, and began to beg him, don't harass us before our time. And I love Jesus' answer, shut up. Jesus didn't get polite with demons. He rebuked them and cast them out. And the Bible says that they knew who he was. They recognized his authority and they came to worship and bow down low before him. All he had to do was speak a word. Speak a word. Somebody say, speak a word. If he would just speak a word, things would change. The centurion, the reason Jesus was marveling at his level of faith in Matthew 8 is because he wasn't even Jewish. And he said, Lord, all you got to do, speak the word only. Jesus said, hold up, what? That's the Passion Translation. Hold up, what? He said, my, all of my own people don't believe me like you do. I've not seen faith like this in all of Israel. You're not even in my, uh, among my people. You're Italian, and you believe me more than my people believe me. What did he tell him? Speak the word only. In just his word, there's so much power that things have to change when he speaks. He don't have to lay hands. He don't have to use a prayer cloth. He don't need anointing oil. He doesn't need 19 people on the prophetic prayer team with spandex leotards doing dances with flags. 
All he needs is a word that comes out of his mouth. And I'll tell you, if you think they killed him, then explain to me. I'm going to show this to you. He's in the Garden of Gethsemane. And they come to get him. They got a whole battalion of soldiers that have come armed up to the teeth to take him away. And he asked them a simple question. Who are you looking for? And they said, we're looking for Jesus of Nazareth. They got it wrong. Because they didn't find. See, you know what they were saying right there? That's the name that people would call him when they didn't want to acknowledge the fact he was Lord. You know what they're saying? We're looking for the carpenter. We're looking for the carpenter's son. What do you think? Jesus is up in heaven putting crown molding up on the pearly gates? You think he's making rocking chairs? He ain't the carpenter. That's just who his father was in the natural. That's just what he grew up under. We're looking for the Jesus of Nazareth. You know, Joseph's son, Mary's son. We're looking. He's, and, and if you watch this, you can see it in your own Bible. Because when he responds, it's not just about acknowledging who they found. He actually really reveals who he truly is. Because if you look at it in the Bible, he says this. He says, who are you looking for? Jesus of Nazareth. And then he goes, I am he. But if you look in your Bible, it's capital I, capital A, capital M, little he. And you know why? Because the he was added by English translators for context. Because the original Greek just says, I am. The same, I'm about to preach something to you here, the same fire that was in the bush talking to Moses and Aaron. He said, who should I tell Pharaoh sent me? Tell him I am that I am has sent you. That same fire was in a physical body in the garden of Gethsemane. He said, you, were, you came here looking for a carpenter and you found I am. And when he said it, every soldier fell down. Jesus did. You know why Jesus didn't need a sword? He had a two-edged sword coming out of his mouth. I saw a man. I think about John on the Isle of Patmos, Revelation 1. He said, I turned to see who was speaking to me. And I saw a man whose hair was white like wool, as white as snow. Eyes were like a flame of fire. And his voice thundered like many ocean waves. His skin was bronze as it had been refined in the fire. Don't sound like Jesus is white to me. If he was, they must have had tanning beds in heaven. Because his skin is bronze. Like it had been refined in a fire. Bible says that out of his mouth proceeded a two-edged sword. You know what it is? It's the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And when he opens his mouth, the Word of God comes out. And it's too much for the devil. And it's too much for your enemy. It's too much for sickness. Too much for disease. Too much for depression. Too much for poverty. It's the Word of God. Somebody shout, too much for my enemies. The word's too much for your enemies. So when the word made flesh, had the soldiers come to find him, he said, who are you looking for? Oh, Jesus. I am. Bam. And they all fell out. Don't tell me falling out's not in the Bible. I don't know about that falling out in the spirit stuff. 
Apparently, you've never read Psalm 23. He maketh me to lie down. <laughs> and the Bible says that the soldiers couldn't even stand. Soldiers couldn't even stand. Soldiers couldn't even stand. I feel myself going back to Sunday morning. These Egyptians you see today, you'll never see them again. That's what God told them before they were getting ready to cross the Red Sea. They said, did you bring us out here because there's no more graves in Egypt? He said, just stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Because these Egyptians you see, you'll never see them again. Somebody ought to lift your hands and thank God that the stuff that used to hang on you, the stuff that used to harass you, the stuff that used to mess with you, get ready, baby, because after this week, you'll never see it again in Jesus' name. Woo, glory to God. Somebody shout, I am. And then finally, he had to submit himself to be taken because he knew he loved you too much to leave you hanging. And they brought him in. Have you ever thought about this? The only time that the word was ever silent was through his trial. Because he said, if I would speak one word, I could tear this whole thing down right now. Even on the cross, the Bible said he was like a, a lamb being led silent to the slaughter because the Bible says he could have called one word and God would have sent legions of angels down to deliver him. But if he'd have been delivered off the cross, you'd have never been delivered from your sin. So he said, I'm going to shut my mouth and take this punishment like a man because I got children that need redemption. Thank you, Jesus, for taking my punishment for me. He wasn't supposed to hang. I was supposed to hang. He wasn't supposed to be beaten. I was supposed to be beaten. He wasn't supposed to be nailed. I was supposed to be nailed. He wasn't supposed to descend. I was supposed to descend. But because he descended, he also ascended. And because he did, I can ascend. Oh, hallelujah. And the Bible says he had to shut up through his whole trial because the word was so powerful that in order for crucifixion to happen, he had to stay silent. He had to stay silent through the whole ordeal until, until that final moment. And he shouted out and said, it is Finish. Be seated for a minute. Let me get this. Hang on. Don't come yet. I ain't quite done yet. It ain't the Oscars, baby. You ain't playing me off the stage, huh? No, I'm fine. <laughs> Don't give me no trophy. <laughs> it's all right. But listen to me. Listen to this because it's powerful. It's a powerful thought. That the man was so powerful that he stayed silent until the last minute. And then, if you never heard this before, this will really build your faith. He shouted a word in the Greek language that will freak people out. He held up his head and shouted, Tetelestai! 
And that word was used two ways historically. If you go back and study it out, the first way that it was used is when somebody owed a debt and the debt collector would come. And when he got his final payment to pay off the debt, he would take that ink and write across the bill, Tetelestai, paid in full. Paid in full. Paid in full. And that's the first way it was used. But another way that that word was used was in times of war. When generals would sit up on the mountains or the hills while in the valley the battle was being waged. And they, they'd sit on their horses and watch as their men fought. And as the war was being won by their army, the moment they could see the tide turn in the war and their men would win and ultimately they would know we've won the whole war. When they knew that moment had hit, they say that the generals would stand up in their stirrups on the horse, hold their sword in the air, and shout over the valley, Tetelestai, which means the battle is won. And I don't know if you see what I'm talking about, but your great general was on the cross. And at the moment he could finally see, this thing is all wrapped up and ready to go. He shouted, the debt is paid and the battle is won. And the, my God. And let me show you something that was amazing. What was it that amazed the Roman soldiers? They came with their spear. Because they were going to actually get ready to break his legs. Because if you don't understand, in, in crucifixion, the people died. Crucifixion was a way you died by asphyxiation. You died by you could, suffocation. You couldn't breathe. The, the thing that would happen was, is that you could no longer hold yourself up for your lungs to be spread out enough to take breaths. And so by hanging, it would put stress on your lungs till you just couldn't breathe and you would die of suffocation. And if the, if the prisoners weren't dying fast enough, the guards would come by and break their legs so that they couldn't stand themselves up and breathe. And once the legs were broken, you'd have to hang and have to suffocate. But see, his word went out before he was even made flesh. And the Bible says, not a bone in his body would be broken. That was a word of God that went out from the mouth of the prophets hundreds of years before Jesus was ever born. Did you know that the prophets prophesied about 300 years before crucifixion was even invented as a punishment that his hands and feet would be pierced and not a bone in his body would be broken. Here he is on the cross and they didn't take his life. He said, you watch and see, I'm going to lay it down. And while he's sitting there, on the cross he shouts and then he gives up the ghost Hallelujah. they couldn't take it and they showed up to break his legs and that's why the bible said they were surprised to find out he was already dead they said people don't die this quick how come he's already gone we didn't even break his legs you couldn't break my legs sucker because you can't make the word of God to be a lie and Jesus said you ain't taking my breath I'm going to give it up father into your hands I commit my spirit and he gave it up man think about that that's powerful 
Now, the power is so strong that the Bible says that as he left, <laughs> think about this. Put it in your notes if you're taking notes. His death was too powerful for death. <laughs> Here's something preachers don't preach a lot anymore. When he shouted out and gave up the ghost, the Bible says the earth shook and then tombs opened up. And holy men and women of God stepped out of the tombs, came walking down the street. Uncle Harold finally came home for dinner. They said, you've been gone six years. Where you been? He said, where's the turkey? Men that had been dead and in the tombs. When Jesus died, when he shouted, man, I got to say this because his word's enough. I said his word's enough. His word's enough. And when he shouted, that word came out of his mouth, and the word is too much for death. And the word shook the earth, and the word opened the tombs. And when he shouted, glory to God. Can I tell you all something that really stirs me up? In only three times I've found, maybe you'll find more, but I've found three times that Jesus raised his voice and shouted in Scripture. First time, in front of Lazarus' tomb. And he lifted up his voice and shouted, Lazarus, come forth. And a dead man got up. Second time on the cross. And he lifted up his voice with a shout and gave up the ghost. And dead men got up. Same thing that happened in front of Lazarus' tomb. When he shouted, the dead came up. On the cross, he shouted, and dead men came up. Third time is when he's getting ready to shout. For there's a day coming that the trumpet will sound. And the Bible says, and Jesus Christ will descend from heaven with a commanding shout. And the voice of the archangel and the dead in Christ are going to get up out of their grave. When my Jesus shouts, death can't stay around. I came to encourage you tonight. Everything dead has to get up at the mention of his name. Yeah. Glory to God. Somebody shout the word. word. is too much, too much for my enemies. And he shouted with a loud voice. And gave up the ghost. Gave it up. Gave it up. And he's the lion of the tribe of Judah. Whew. Think about that now. So the priesthood has changed. He didn't come from Levi, but he's the high priest forever. Which means, and that's why I love the verse that says in Hebrews that he's a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. You know why that's powerful? Because if you read about Melchizedek, the Bible says he's a very interesting character in Scripture. Now, I'm not making any claims, but just hang with me. Melchizedek is an interesting, interesting character in Scripture. Believe what you want. This is my opinion, not Scripture. But when I read about him, it kind of blows my mind. Because the way I understand how God works, 
especially in the Old Testament, he would raise up a covenant man who was his man on the earth. Adam was God's man on the earth. Noah was God's man on the earth. Abraham, God's man on the earth. Job, he wasn't even a Jew. In fact, in rabbinic literature, they call him the prophet to the Gentiles. And God blessed him so much that the devil had to take notice of it. God has a covenant man and does everything through a covenant. So when you see that God had Abraham, who was already the father of faith, and out of nowhere, listen to me, out of nowhere, this man Melchizedek just shows up, a priest of God. Now hold on. There hadn't even come the Mosaic law yet. There was no Ten Commandments. There was no Moses. There was no law of Moses. The priesthood hadn't even been established yet. Where'd this man who's a priest unto God, he just pops out of nowhere. And the Bible says, and he has no beginning and he has no end. Shows up. And then, now listen, because Hebrews makes a point on this in the chapter 7. He said, and it's well known that it's the greater who imparts to the lesser. The greater blesses the lesser. Making the point that when Abraham paid tithes to Melchizedek, and then Melchizedek blessed Abraham, the Bible is telling you Melchizedek was greater than Abraham. And he had no beginning, and he had no end. In fact, his name, Melchizedek, means king of righteousness. King of righteousness. Who was he? Priest of Salem. You know what that is? Peace. He's the priest of peace, and he's the king of righteousness. Who is this man greater than Abraham who could bless God's covenant man? Who is this man that's the king of righteousness and the priest of peace who could receive tithes from Abraham? I tell you, there looks to be a man on the earth that was greater than Abraham who had And the Bible said in Hebrews, now this Jesus, he's a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek who has no beginning and he has no end. He's the alpha. He's the omega. He's the beginning. God, and he is the end. See, can I say something real quick? Because, see, alpha and omega is an interesting thought. Because time does not govern God. He made it for us. He don't exist inside time. He's outside time. Why do you think that when Joshua had faith, God could just put his finger on the sun and make the sun stand still? Just let me know when you're ready for it. I'll dial it back if you want me to. I don't need it. I'm outside of time. And here's what's powerful. That's why I can't get with these songs like Reckless Love. Because if you understand the de definition of reckless, it means somebody that does something not caring about the consequences. You think that an omniscient God who knows all things does anything at all without knowing how it's going to turn out? In fact, he didn't send Jesus because he was reckless. He sent him. He's the incorruptible seed. He sowed Jesus with an expectation of a harvest. Let me tell y'all something. Jesus was the seed, and the harvest is sitting in this room tonight. You're the harvest of Christ. Listen, the Bible, that's why the Bible says that he was the first fruits of the dead. The firstborn of many brethren. He was the first to get up in the way that he did, but he won't be the last to get up that way.
I'm going somewhere with this because we need to understand he's the lion of the tribe of Judah. Isn't it interesting? God let all the 11 other tribes melt away and let Judah stand. Because now every single one of us that comes into the kingdom, we're all in the same tribe. I feel like singing the old psalmist song. One love, one heart. Let's give thanks to the Lord and it will be all right. That's the psalmist, Bob Marley. <laughs> one love. Uh-oh. <laughs> you understand? One tribe. One blood. One flesh. One family. One thing I'm seeing the devil, he knows that this is powerful. That's why he's been trying to hit this nation and other nations with so much racial tension. Because he knows that if the church will just get together, if we can just stand with one another and not look at the differences, but see that it's one blood and it's one family and it's one trot. Oh, yeah. I said, oh, yeah. I want to say, my brother right here, come, come see me. Letty, come see me. Come on, come on up, come on up. Hallelujah. I'm going to show you something. Link arms with me. I don't need catchers. We ain't falling out. This is a sermon illustration. Now they may fall. I don't know when. Catch me now. I want you to see us in here. And what the human eye does is immediately picks out the differences. Oh, man. I came to preach on a Monday night in the cool weather of North Carolina. Because here's what happens. The, the natural eye, because you know what the, even psychologists have tried to tell us? Is that the eye, the human eye, looks for patterns immediately. Looks for similarities. When you scan, if you were to scan a brick wall, and there was one brick that had been painted green or painted blue, your eye just goes to the blue brick. If not, you just kind of view it as one whole wall. Until you see one blue brick, then you can't stop looking at it anymore. There's a blue brick on the wall. There's a blue brick on the wall. And see, the Bible says man looks on the outward, but God looks on the heart. See, here's the powerful thing. I want Jonathan to come here. Come here, Jonathan. This is my nephew. His name is Jonathan. He's got an Italian last name. Jonathan Iaquinto. He's Italian. By way of China. I'm serious. His father's Italian. Full-blooded Italian. Salvatore Iaquinto. Amen. I, look, I want you to look at this family right here standing before you. It's a family. I said, this right here is a family. Woo! <laughs> this is my brother. What's your name, brother? Walter. This is brother Walter. This is my brother, my twin brother, Walter. This is my sister, Letty. It's my nephew, Jonathan. One family, one blood, one tribe, one victory, one Lord, one salvation. We all got one home. Now, you know what's interesting here is that Jonathan, who was brought into the family, if Jesus were to tarry to the place where his parents were going to heaven before Jesus came back, and they read the will. Now come up, Alex. This is Alex. He's got Italian actually in his blood. 
They're brothers. This is brothers, Alex and Jonathan. That's his brothers right there, Alex and Jonathan. Now, it's interesting because does it blow your mind? They don't look anything alike, but they're brothers. Oh, man. This is my twin brother, Walter. We don't look anything alike, but we're brothers. This is my sister, Letty. We don't look anything alike, but she's my sister. I want to say something here. There's power in what Paul called the spirit of adoption. Oh, I'm about to preach. The spirit, but he wrote a letter to the Romans. He told them about the spirit of adoption. See, because the Romans were all Italian, and he's trying to get them to understand, you can come in the family. You can come in the family. You don't have to look like me to be in the family. Oh, man. See, if we catch this right here, there's victory in this. There's power in this. We don't have to look like one another to be in the family because of the spirit of adoption. And if, and if his parents were to go on to be with the Lord, if Jesus were to tarry and they got really, 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 really old, because they're going to live long lives, because I pray for them. Hallelujah. But if they did, the attorney would sit down at the table and there would be the will reading. And understand, it doesn't matter that Alex is a son by blood and Jonathan's a son by adoption because legally, when the will is read, they're both getting an inheritance. I said they're both getting an inheritance. And none of us up here look the same. But Jesus' blood brought us into the same family. And we're all getting an inheritance by the power of the Holy Ghost. Somebody shout, we're all getting an inheritance. Because we're all in the same family. Lift your hands. Those of you staying here, lift your hands. Now ushers come. Come on, come on, whoever's coming. Jesus' name. In the family. Brother Walter, I tell you, there's a blessing coming on you in this year. And where the devil tried to harass you before, things that you thought were lost are coming back into your hand plus more than you've ever had. For God's got a plan to bless you in 2021. And what used to be hard is about to become easy for you. Fire of the Holy Ghost, come on him. Jesus' name, power of God, come on him. From this night forward, fresh fire of the Holy Ghost. Get ready. There's a fire coming on you tonight. Receive a fresh impartation of the fire of God. Hey, and you'll preach by the gift of faith. And people will be changed. You'll be a miracle man. Get ready. Lift your hands all over this house. Ha, 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 ha. Somebody say the spirit of adoption. Say it again, the spirit of adoption. You can be seated if you'd like. Listen, before I pray for every one of you, hear this. The spirit of adoption brings power to every one of us. Because though we were dead in trespasses and in sins, he raised us up together made us sit with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And he didn't do it because of the color of your skin. And he didn't do it because of your bank account or how much influence your family has in the community or which side of the tracks you grew up on. He did it because Jesus came and shed his blood. And by grace, through faith, you could come into the family. And see, the devil knows unity brings power. How good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell together in unity. Do you know why? You, let me say something. The world's always at odds. They're all unregenerated people. 
None of them are good people. There's nobody righteous, no, not one. All of sin fallen short of the glory of God. So there's always trouble in the world. Can I tell you what I truly believe? The reason this stuff has come to this nation, especially racial tension, is that the devil knows that the average church in America is multicultural. He knows all through every one of the states, most churches are grouped in and mixed multicultural. And he knows that he can't stop the church. So what he's got to do is get the church to try to stop itself and try to fight one against another. Because once the division comes in and once there's cliques formed and once there's people staring across the aisle and once people have gotten mad and get into a fence, then if you're not in love, you're not in faith. Because faith works by love. And the Bible says you can't hate your brother and say you love the Lord. The love of God's not in you. Oh, I came to preach tonight, but hear what I'm saying. Once the unity comes back into the house, there's nothing the devil can do to stop the victory of God's people. Shout aloud, amen. amen. Let me finish this and I'm going to pray for you. The Bible says he's the lion of the tribe of Judah. That word Judah, it actually is when Leah, Jacob's wife, named that son. He came out, and she named him that for a reason. She said, now everybody who hears about this will praise God with me. And the reason she chose the name Judah is because it sounds like the Hebrew word Yehuda which means praise. It actually means he will be praised. He will be praised. Now think about this. He will be praised. He will be praised. So Jesus let all the other 11 tribes melt away and put all his children in a tribe called he will be praised. Oh, come on. Put every one of us in a tribe called he will be praised. And now knowing that if we'll just praise him, he'll fight our battles for us. If we'll just praise him, he'll come and inhabit the praises of his people. He'll dwell in, sit in, and be enthroned upon the praises of his people. Because he's talking to a group called he will be praised. That's why I refuse to shut up. I refuse to let the rocks cry out. I refuse to get religious. I refuse to fold my arms. He's been too good for me to stay quiet. I got to praise him because he will be praised. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Can you see how powerful? Jesus is so powerful that wherever he goes, he sucks praise in. <laughs> he sucks it in and then he inhabits it everybody was outside of Jericho when Jesus was leaving but only one man was praising him blind Bartimaeus Jesus had no plans to stop he just kept on walking here comes Jesus of Nazareth Jesus of Nazareth Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus of Nazareth. then he heard son of David bam who said it son of David bring him to me you know what they were all saying? Carpenter, 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 carpenter. Messiah! And when, the, when one man identified him in praise as who he truly is, he had to stop and say, they are all saying carpenter, but I hear somebody saying the Christ, the anointed one, the son of God, bring him to me. I can't leave the city without being enthroned on his praises and say, whatever you need, open up your eyes and receive. 
Hey. Think about this before I pray. Listen, he's coming in on Palm Sunday, riding the colt. And the Bible says, what are the people saying? Hosanna. Blessed is he that comes. They're praising him. Can I show you something powerful? God did that on purpose. Look, a week later, they went from Hosanna to crucify him. Crucify. That, by the way, that's just a word for somebody. Don't place your, all of your security and all your confidence in what people say about you. Because by this time next week, they might be shouting, crucify you. Oh, you sing so good. Oh, you dance so good. Oh, you praise so good. You so handsome. You get ready. By this time next week, somebody might be shouting, crucify him. Crucify him. People are fickle. Don't let your worth and your value be based upon what somebody said about you. Let your worth and your value be based on what the Bible said. Watch. And as he's coming into the city, he already prayed, Lord, if there's any other way, let this cup pass from me. You know why? Jesus' flesh didn't want to be crucified. Whose flesh would? But he said, but if it's your will, not my will, but your will be done. So you know what God did just to help him out? Stuck some praisers out in front of Jerusalem so that as he's coming in, his flesh don't even want to come in. And they're saying, Hosanna, blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. And they're praising him. And notice what's happening. It's sucking him into his purpose because he has to inhabit their praise. He has to dwell in their praise. He can't turn and run from his redemption. He can't turn and run from what he's about to do. Their praise is pulling him in to his purpose. Their praise is pulling him into it. Hosanna, blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. Woo! Double portion, Brother Walter. Double portion. <laughs> Woo! Somebody say, blessed is, he blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. And when he died and was raised again, he was the firstborn of many brethren. And the Bible says that now all of us are in the tribe of Judah. I take you back to Judges. As I finish where they said, who shall we send up first? Judges 20. As they go out to fight against Benjamin, who shall we send out first? I know we'll send Judah first. In 2 Chronicles 20, who did they send first? They said, tomorrow we're going to go out against them. Take the Ark of the Covenant. Take your instruments. You don't need a weapon. You don't need a sword. You don't need a spear. Just take your instruments. Sing your song. Dance your dance. Shout your shout. And know that God's fighting on your behalf. And the Bible said Judah got way out of front of everybody and started praising the Most High God. Started giving glory to the Most High God. And God heard their praise and went way out ahead of them and began to cause confusion in the camp of their enemy so that every enemy drew their sword and started fighting one another until all of Judah danced 
Samson came to the lookout point in the wilderness and they looked down in the valley expecting to see all their enemies armed for battle and all they saw was a valley full of dead bodies because God had already been there first as they were praising God was fighting 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 Ooh, hallelujah. Now catch this. And after they were done praising and God was done fighting, they walked down. You know, God will make your enemies stupid. Because they walked down and got in the camp, started going in the tents. They said, hold up. Hey, he brought all his gold to the battle. His whole gold is in here right now. And he's like, me too, Ricky. All the silver. He got all the silver. All the silver. Like, Hold on. He brought his whole jewelry collection. The man has his jewelry collection. And it wasn't a little bit. It wasn't a little bit. Who goes to battle and brings all their gold and silver? Who brings all their stuff? And the Bible said, and it took them three days. Now, hold on, hold on. There was a whole army of these people. It didn't take them three days for like a staff of 11. It's like, y'all need to be on it around the clock. A lot of gold to be gathered up down there. A whole army. A whole army. Taking whole bagfuls, handfuls of marching it back to their camp. And they kept on going. Three hours, six hours, 18 hours, 24 hours, 36 hours. They kept on going. What were they doing? Gathering up the spoil. Gathering up the spoil, gathering up the spoil, gathering up the spoil. Let me tell you what Judah does. We praise until every enemy is defeated, and then we just gather up the spoil, 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 gather up the spoil. Woo, glory to God. Three days took all their clothing, all their jewelry, all their gold, all their silver. Hey, I got me a new sword. It's nicer than my old sword. Look at this breastplate. I got a brand new helmet. This one's mine. He wore it back. He was like, what's up? Got his new helmet. Just three days. Somebody say three days. Say it again, three days. Say it again, three days. Three days. <laughs> three days. How many days? And Jesus descended into the lower parts of the earth. And he led captivity captive. And he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Preached the gospel to the spirits who were in captivity. And for three days, Jesus was gathering up the spoil. For three days, he was gathering up the spoil. For three days, he was gathering up the spoil. They, hey, they put a lamb down, but a lion kicked the gates of hell wide open. And a lion walked in and said, I'm here to get my stuff back, baby. And he took the keys of death, hell, and the grave and gathered up the spoil. Woo! And he gathered up the spoil. 
for three days. Somebody shout three days. Three. Gathered it up. Gathered it up. Gathered it up. Then he gave it to you. <laughs> I said, then he gave it to you. 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 And he gave it to you. And then my Bible says that you've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That there's nothing you're waiting on, nothing you need. You don't need more anointing. You don't need more power. You don't need more blessings. You just got to use the ones you already got. You're in the tribe of praise. Why don't you just praise him till the windows of heaven open up? Somebody shout open. I want you to stand on your feet right now because I feel the Holy Ghost in here. We're getting ready to gather up the spoil. I ain't crawling through 2021. I ain't trudging through it. I'm not going to slowly crawl through this. I'm running in 2021. I said, I'm going to run in 2021. Let the world go through all the crises. Let them have their issues. Let them have their problems. Let them doom scroll on their Twitter feed. I'm just going to gather up the spoil. I'm going to run in victory. I said, you're going to run in victory. You're going to walk in victory. You're going to have strength and power in the Holy Ghost. Somebody say strength, strength. And, power. and power. Strength, strength. And, power. and power. Glory to God. I said glory to God. I'm believing right now for the best year I've ever had, best year you've ever had. To the point you can look back last 10 years say there's nothing been close to what I had in 2021. I said nothing close. Nothing close. Nothing close. <laughs> Ooh, glory to God. Nothing close. I want to, I'm going to, listen, this is where I'm, literally, this is where my faith is. We're going to get so blessed this year that the devil's going to pull his hair out. Wicked people are going to gnash their teeth in anger when they see what God does for us. <laughs> There's people trying to avoid, they're trying to avoid conflict. I'm trying to find it. I'm looking for it. I want to play whack-a-mole like they do at the state fair with the devil's head. I got a mallet. I'm just going to stick your head up one more time. Bam, 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 bam. I ain't trying to avoid. I'm looking for conflict. I said, I'm looking for conflict. You know why? Because only fighters are qualified to be winners. Lift your hands. Only fighters are qualified to be winners. Fight! the good fight of faith and lay hold on eternal life somebody say lay hold that means you got to grab it by faith violent faith takes the victory violent faith takes the victory i feel this tonight somebody's getting ready to go to another level you're part of the victory tribe the victory tribe judah is the victory tribe Ha, 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 Ooh, I said Judah's the victory tribe. Who does the devil think he's talking to? I said, who's he think he's talking to? Who's he think he's messing with? I'm not some little punk that doesn't know my rights and my power, my authority in Christ. I'm full of the fire of the Holy Ghost. Oh, yes. Lift your hand, sister. I tell you, the fire of God's on you tonight. In this year. I'm seeing God do this. 
he's opening doors for you supernaturally. You're getting ready to walk through some open doors that are going to give you opportunities that you've been praying that would happen. For there's more in your spirit than has been released at this point. God's putting his anointing on you to do some very specific things for the kingdom. You've got some words in you that are going to be released in 21. And they're coming out in boldness and in fire. That lion's anointing is on you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Notice I didn't say that it's a lioness anointing. You're a lion. Because we're all part of the lion. You can't be part of the body of Christ without being Christ. You hear that? If you're his body, you are him. I don't introduce my arm to you as somebody different than my head. My arm's Ted. My leg is Ted. My foot's Ted. My head's Ted. If you're a body of Christ, you are Christ. That means you're the lion too. The righteous are bold as a lion. And the doors get ready to open wide. Opportunities are going to pop like popcorn like you've never seen. And God's putting a strong word in your mouth. Now, I'm going to say this. God's put a strength in you that sometimes you almost have to hold back because you're like, I'll tell it for real, and they'll, get, they'll just get mad at me. They're just going to get, if I say it like I'm thinking it, they're just going to get mad. But see, God put that in you. It's a strength in the spirit to not put up with the devil's junk. Because, see, if you're going to have a true deliverance, if you're going to see people delivered, from things the devil has tried to send against them, you can't be polite to some devil. You got to say it with authority, strength, and power and let the chips fall where they may. And if the devil doesn't like it, too bad. Too bad. Because he don't have authority to stop it. And God's put that strength upon you for a purpose. The doors are opening and you're going to speak with that kind of violent faith. And as you do, get ready. Because I already see it happening. People are about to get delivered supernaturally. You're going to see people delivered from drug addictions. Hear what I'm saying. I hear the name of my spirit, Natasha. You're going to hear or meet this woman, Natasha, who is addicted to drugs. Addicted to drugs. And is strung out. But God's going to have you cross her path. Natasha. I say it again, third time for you to remember. Natasha. And when God brings you across her path, a gift of faith is going to rise up in your spirit. And you're going to cast that spirit that locks her in an invisible prison off of her. An oppressive spirit that would keep her in the bondage of drug addiction. And she's going to get free. And that's just going to be the beginning as God sparks this deliverance ministry. Put your hands on your belly where the spirit of man is. For I tell you that a new level of manifestation and power is coming after tonight and it's going to be the greatest thing you're going to be so happy to see god do it you're going to laugh through the whole year as you watch god move <laughs> fire of the holy ghost come upon her <laughs> fresh fire of god deliverance like you've never seen deliverance like you've never seen and god's going to open the doors the dead are getting ready to be raised to life <laughs> Woo! amen hear this now there's a financial increase coming to your ministry another level is going up another level anything that posed itself as a even a stress to you is getting away from you quickly this year for God is opening up his abundant provision 
His abundant provision, His abundant provision, <laughs> His abundant provision, receive it, fire of God. What am I, killing microphones? Praise God. Praise God. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. I'm just telling you the fire of the Holy Ghost is in this house. And God's moving. I said God's moving. Things are going to be changing this year. I said things are going to be changing. And you're not going to be sad because the people of God are going to be blessed. I said the people of God are going to be blessed. Yeah. Say unto the righteous, it shall be well. It shall be well. Shall be well. Amen. And you'll eat the fruit of your deeds. But woe unto the wicked, it'll be ill with him. <laughs> For what his hands have dealt out to others shall be done unto him in Jesus' name. God's breaking off this oppression. And he's uncovering this wicked manipulation. You watch. I've been saying it for the last eight People are getting ready to go to jail in Jesus' name. Step forward. <laughs> I said people are getting ready to go to jail. You mark it down. Lift your hands now. This is a different, a different level than you've ever, you've ever stood. You've never stood at this level. But see, God is, man, and you've come so far in the Holy Ghost. It's amazing. You've come so far in the Holy Ghost. Where God started you is not anywhere close to where you are now. But hear this. Where you are now ain't anywhere close to where you're going. It's not anywhere close to where you're going. For God has a plan to use you for the kingdom. He raised you up. It's not an accident. The Holy Ghost called you out and raised you up. And it's not an accident. Brought you to where you're standing today. I'm sure you've looked back at times and thought, my God, I've come miles. I hear the Holy Ghost say it's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. For you're stepping into a place that God has positioned you to be. To minister for the kingdom. And listen to me. Preparation time is never lost. Don't ever get in your space. I got to get going now. I got to make it. You, you allow yourself to be properly prepared. And that's why Paul told Timothy to study. You show yourself approved. A workman that doesn't need to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. God's positioning you for a mighty work. <laughs> oh, I can see it in my spirit right now. God's letting me even see into the future. He's letting me see you ministering in the future. He's letting me see you preach the fire. I see you preaching the fire. You'll not, I hear the Holy Ghost say that you'll not just teach, you'll preach the fire. You'll preach the fire. And I'm telling you, I see it. I'm watching you right now in the spirit realm. I see it like a vision. I see you standing on a stage that's not a very well-made stage. It's like a, it's an outdoor style meeting. It's a, a put together thing for where you're at. And you're preaching. I see you pacing back and forth. And you're preaching the fire. And I'm watching you in the spirit call people to Christ. And you're on a field. And I see there's people all over the field. And I'm watching you preach by the fire of the Holy Ghost. And as you're preaching, the, I see the uh, gift of faith rising. And I see people's faith going to another level. And then you stretch out and call for people to come to Jesus. And I see it in the spirit right now. They're running to the altar. They're running to the altar. And now I see people jammed at the altar of God, many with tears running down their face, many that you can see they're strung out on drugs. I see one man over to my right. He's an African-American gentleman, has a t-shirt on. He has gray lamb chops into a beard with a bald head. And he's standing there. He's got a gold chain on and one, two gold rings on his right hand. And he's got his head kind of bowed, but tears are streaming down his face. And as you're preaching, you're getting ready to pray the prayer of salvation. And the crowd is packed into the altar. 
for your preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and calling men into the kingdom. And I tell you, souls will be saved because of your dedication. Press in, says the Lord, for what I'm getting ready to do in you and through you is unprecedented. People will say, what in the world? Some will say, what happened to him? Others will say, who does he think he is? Some will be offended by it. Others be encouraged by it. But you just be obedient to my voice, says the Lord, because if you'll hear my voice and obey it, I'll take you to places you could have never gone by yourself. And I'll open doors that nobody else could have opened for you. And you'll see yourself in a place of victory day after day as you do the mighty work of the kingdom while it's yet day. For the night comes where no man can work. So get ready, says the Lord. For I'm opening the doors with the key of David. And you shall run through in victory, says the Lord God. Fire of the Holy Ghost come upon him from this night walk into your calling walk into your purpose lift your hands in Jesus name <laughs> somebody say the tribe of Judah the victory tribe the victory tribe come forward sister yeah come on praise God the victory tribe the victory tribe lift your hands to the Lord oh yeah it's going to be the best you've ever seen, I tell you. <laughs> Glory to the Most High God. Glory to the Most High God. Now, I see this in the Spirit. There are things that you come across them in the natural realm, and you see people dealing with a certain thing, and then this with a certain thing, and, and you don't even know why, but you see it happen, and then it really makes you mad. It irritates you that they're dealing with that. And it irritates you that they're dealing with that. And you get so mad. And sometimes it's people you don't even know them. But it's like this anger comes up in you that they're going. Isn't that right? Uh, yeah. And it's like an anger. You say, I, I don't, I hate that. I hate seeing that. See, the things that the Lord has called you to hate are the things he's called you to change. And the reason that you feel that way, even about people you don't know many times, is because when God raises up deliverers, they hate the bondage that holds people in that place of slavery. And see, when I show you what I'm showing you tonight, it's by, it's, so you can see this by the Holy Ghost, is that God, it's not a random or arbitrary thing that you see the bondage and have a hatred for the bondage of the devil. It's something God's anointing you to set people free. You shall set the captive free. For the Bible says they shall cast out devils. And I'm telling you, this is going to be a year. God's opening the door. And those are devils that hold people in bondage. Get ready to cast out devils by the power of the Holy Ghost. Receive the fire of God like you never have. Somebody say, cast out devils. You can't medicate a devil and you can't admit it to the hospital. You got to cast out devils. We live in a generation where they've tried to diagnose everything and its brother and say that every, and you kind of try to use pharmaceuticals to cure a spiritual problem. But you got a spiritual problem, you better have a spiritual solution because you can create zombies if you want to, but the problem's still inside that thing that's just walking around at school and walking around at work. But if you want to get somebody delivered, deal with the root of the problem and cast that thing out by the power of the Holy Ghost. You know what they would have said if Mark chapter 5 happened in 2021? Well, the man is schizophrenic. He needs help. He needs a home. He needs a room that's got padded. That's what they would have said. 
they'd have diagnosed him and stuck him in some room and let a man in a white lab coat pump drugs into him till the demons didn't talk anymore till he's just drooling on himself eating vanilla pudding and going to bed at eight o'clock you hear what i'm saying because we've turned spiritual problems into natural problems and then wonder why we got a nation in jeopardy. The reason the nation's in jeopardy is because people won't deal with the spiritual problem that's at the root. Let me tell y'all something that, that will help people. Hear me on the live stream. What we, don't, what we need is not more racial conversations and more race relations. The, the reason people hate other people because of their skin color is because they're unsaved. And I don't care if they sit in a church pew. And I don't care if they put on a little clerical collar and call themselves bishop. The reason you hate your brother is because you're not saved. And you'll, you'll split hell wide open. It ain't solved by more conversations. I got so ticked off that when this stuff happened in our country, you got pastors sitting on a platform and they think that a conversation is going to change the problem. Conversation. Imagine a wife trying to have a conversation, a relation with an inebriated husband that came home with a big hand, with a big meaty hand and just wants to slap her around. Well, if we could just have better conversations. No, he's got a problem that needs to be dealt with. And until the problem's dealt with, the problem continues. Preaching real tonight. Because if we want to see victory, we got to rise up as the tribe of Judah and declare we're one family, one blood, one Lord, one God, one salvation. We're going to one home. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Just to give you a heads up, ain't any railroad tracks to grow up on either side of in heaven. There ain't Section 8 housing in heaven. I'm just telling you right now, it's just mansions. I said it's just mansions. That's all it is. Mansions. We're all getting a mansion. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Lift your hands. I feel the Holy Ghost. Things are changing this year for every one of us. The faithful. The faithful people of God. It's turning in our favor in Jesus' name. Every wicked thing sent by the enemy is coming to an end. These Egyptians you saw today, you'll never see them again. I'm telling you, I'm declaring it all week, Exodus 11. This wicked stuff that hung on to your family, maybe generation after generation, well, my grandmama dealt with this, my mama dealt with this, and you know it runs in our family. Not after this week, in Jesus' name. When kickstart comes to an end, everything that hung on you, you'll never see it again, in Jesus' name. And by the way, we're filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. We don't hide it. And we're not ashamed of it. We speak in other tongues. And I don't mean foreign languages. I mean a heavenly language. Ha, ha, ha. Letty, the reason you've had so much hunger is because God brought you in and now he's raising you up and you'll do great things for the kingdom. For he's put a heart on the inside of you for the hurting and the broken. Don't be limited by what someone said you can do or what they thought you had the ability to do. 
He called you out for a purpose. It's no accident that you showed up at Revival in Massachusetts the week we were there, got saved, and now you're filled with the Holy Ghost, doing what the Lord called you to do and driving 14 hours to be in Revival. There's a hunger God placed in you, for there's a purpose in you. Ha, ha, ha. And that purpose will come to pass, says the Lord. Nobody will be able to stop what I'm doing in you. Nobody will be able to hinder my purpose in your life. Nobody will be able to stop my mighty right hand. For I'm the Lord your God that called you out of darkness and into the marvelous light. And I've taken you out of cursing and placed you in blessing. And from this day forward, what your family went through generation after generation after generation, your kids won't even know the beginning of it. Your kids will never know what it feels like to go through what you went through to deal with what your parents dealt with. Your kids will never know the taste of poverty. They'll never know what it means to go without. They'll never have their lights cut off. They won't know what it is to grow up in a drug-addicted home or to have 17 other men coming through every other night of the week. And they won't know what it's like to be in the midst of panic because sin rules in the house because you're set apart now by the power of the Holy Ghost. Jesus' name, lift your hands. I'm telling you, I feel the Holy Ghost in here. In, in this house, we're, we're here on purpose tonight. We're here on purpose. If you're watching online, just receive it where you're at. You don't need me to lay hands on you. Just get it. Speak the word only. Come here, buddy, and your wife. Tell me your first name again. Serena. Lift your hands. Ha. Huh. <laughs> well, I don't need to say it. You already know. It's already in your spirit. Just do it. Just do it, says the Lord. Do it. Do it. Do it. Glory to God. You feel that? God's going to do it quickly. Oh, take a double portion. The fire is going right into your belly tonight. Right into your belly. Right into your belly. <laughs> Ooh, glory to God. Glory to God. Deliverance and power. Jimmy, come here. Come on. I heard one phrase over you all night long. I'm going to deliver it to you now. Ideas to make it happen. Ideas to make it happen. Ideas to make it happen. Ask God ideas. He said, I've given you access to my ways and my thoughts that are higher than your ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. And now you have access, ideas to do it. <laughs> Receive it. Receive it. Somebody say victory. victory. The, the, we're in the victory tribe. We're in the victory tribe. We're not losers. We're winners. Who does the devil think he's talking to? We're not losers, we're winners. We're not victims, we're victorious. <laughs> we're victorious. I said we're victorious by the power of the Holy Ghost. Oh, yes. Oh, lift your hands. A couple of things have been just trying to hang on you, the Lord shows me. A couple of things, even physically. And the Lord says that this is your night of freedom. For the devil cannot trespass on God's property. And so tonight, healing virtues flowing through your body. And these issues that have been trying to hang on are letting go tonight. 
by the power of the Holy Ghost. Lift your hands to the Lord. I lose healing virtue into you tonight. Be filled with the healing power of God. And from this night, I command everything that tried to hang on to your physical body, go by the power of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Glory. Glory. Let me step through here. There it is for you. Fresh strength. I loose it to you tonight in Jesus' name. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, Fresh fire of the Holy Ghost. It's flowing through your body, head to toe. It's like a fresh tune-up from the Holy Ghost. It's an overhaul, says the Lord. Ha, 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 ha. Ooh, glory, glory, glory. From this night forward. Hey. Lord shows me that the devil has worked in these last four months to try to steal your strength from you. And I'm telling you right now, you're filled with the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. And he's quickening your mortal body tonight. Quicken, 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 quicken. Ha, ha, ha. Quicken, quicken, quicken your mortal body. In Jesus' name, receive it. By the power of God. You believe it? Lift your hands. You receive this? You believe it? Believe God will use you? I believe he will. Receive it tonight in the name of Jesus. What people said you'd never do, you will do. For there were those that have even said over you that he can't do this, can't do that, won't do this, won't do that. And I tell you this, the devil's a liar. For if God said you can, who will say you can't? If God said you have the ability, who said you can't? Because I'm telling you tonight, you've got the mind of Christ, and you've got the anointing of God, and whatever the devil said you can't do, do it twice in Jesus' name. Ha, ha, ha. Do it twice in Jesus' name. For God will use you in these last days, in these final moments of time, just to put it in and rub it in the devil's face, that you have the ability to do what others said you could not do in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lift those hands all over this house. <laughs> Fire of the Holy Ghost. Receive it for the whole family. Power of God. Glory. <laughs> Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. God put a boldness in you for a reason. It's not for you to lay back and wonder, well, maybe somebody else should stand up and do it. For the Lord said, I've called you. I've called you. And the boldness is upon you. So don't ever feel like you can't or you shouldn't. And don't ever feel intimidated by who's around you. And don't let the devil make you feel like you're less than. Because the devil sometimes works hard to make you feel like you're unqualified to be who God called you to be. But the Lord said, I know who you are because I called you out. I'm the one that saw you before time began. And so the devil, he doesn't have any say in the matter. If I said you're able, then you're able. If I said you're anointed, you're anointed. And so tonight, put both hands on your belly. Receive this tonight from the Lord. It's a fresh anointing and fire of the Holy Ghost. Fire of God come upon In Jesus' name, take it. Hallelujah. Take it. How would you like to have triple? Lift your hand. I'm just telling you, when I say demons are coming out, they're coming out. 
and it takes fresh fire for what I'm talking about. It ain't a little dabble, do you? Have some more. Glory to God. Have some more. Have some more. Amen? Three words. Hear it. Better, better, better. Better, better, better. Better, better, better. Better, better, better. <laughs> better, better, better. Talking about you. Better, better, better. <laughs> Glory to God. Better, better, better. 2021 is just going to get better, better, better for Phil. Better, better, better for Phil. <laughs> Woo, glory. You'll have buddies call you up and say, hey, who, how, how'd you get that hookup? Where'd that come from? How'd you find that? Where's that? You just say, oh, thank you, Lord. It's the Lord. It's the Lord. It's the Lord. Better, better, better. For I hear the Lord say this, promotion doesn't come from the east or the west or the south. Promotion comes from the Lord. He alone decides who will rise and who will fall. So hear what I say. Better, better, better. In Jesus' name. And every bit of stress the devil tried to put you through in 2020, Lord just takes it off tonight, free by the power of God. Amen, Pastor Barbie. Oh, thank God for Pastor Barbie. Thank God for Pastor Barbie. Thank God for this man of God. Thank God for his anointing. Thank God for his purpose. Thank God for his calling. Thank God for his faithfulness. <laughs> Thank God that he was led by the Spirit and still is. Thank God that he's a man of faith. I'm just telling you, you go home and tell Miss Sherry, I'm sure she's watching. But God's just going to be rewarding you this year, reward after reward after reward. You've stepped into reward. <laughs> For your faithfulness, says the Lord, you've stepped into reward. You've stepped into reward. <laughs> you've stepped into reward. You've stepped into reward. You've stepped into reward. You've stepped into reward. This is a prophetic thing. I want some of y'all to hear what I'm saying tonight. The Lord has done this. Maybe the Lord's speaking to you like he's speaking to me. This man who's given his life for the gospel's sake in Stanley County, he stepped into a time of reward. <laughs> and I know it because the Lord showed me. Not because I said it. The Lord just told me to tell him. Had nothing to do with me. Lord decided it because this is a man who's got what we call due season. For in due season, <laughs> he never got weary in well-doing. I said he never got weary in well-doing. <laughs> he's still doing it. I said he's still doing it. Told me yesterday, said, I've been trying to preach the same message for three weeks. Holy Ghost keeps taking me another direction. Hallelujah. He's still doing it. Never got weary in well-doing. Never got weary in well-doing. Never got weary. <laughs> Never got weary. Never got weary. Carolyn and I are just going to sow a, a seed of honor into your life. A seed of honor. And it just is a sign you're stepping into a, a, a time of reward. God's rewarding you for your faithfulness. Some of y'all here need to hear what I'm saying. Forget paying for his dinner. You need to sow a seed of honor. And I'm not kidding around. If you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you'll receive a prophet's reward. 
and I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to be the first to do it. I will not miss. I'll not miss what God has for me. Is that a prophet's reward? I'm just checking. Okay. Don't bring him lunch money. This is for the prophet of God. Hallelujah. And I mean, I'm serious. We're going to write a check. We're going to bless you. But it's just a sign. And whoever else here blesses you tonight, which they should, because this is a man of God. He don't even know I'm going to do this. Here's a man that could be anywhere and decide to come here and be with us tonight. God, we need men like this. Raise up men who will stay true, who will stay faithful, who will not be uh, blown around with every wind of doctrine, every fad in the body of Christ. Raise up more men like Pastor Barbie. Raise up more men like Pastor Barbie. And thank you, Lord, for his life. Thank you that he's now stepping into the good days, the season of reward. <laughs> Woo! Season of reward. And I tell you this, you're not going to step into the season of reward and not be able to enjoy it. So the Lord says, I'm imparting new strength to you tonight and new strength to Miss Sherry if you're watching. If not, you tell her when she gets home, lay hands on her and say, God renewed my youth tonight and I'm not living with an old woman. So you lay hands on her and give it to her. Ha, 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 ha. Phil, I'm telling you, he's giving your parents new strength tonight. They'll enjoy their season of reward. They'll enjoy their season of reward. Ha, ha, ha. The prophet of God. Oh, they'll enjoy their season of reward. In Jesus' name. Receive it now. Hey. Glory. Uh, uh, thank God Phil was here. Praise God. This is the man that takes care of the man. Glory to God. Oh, thank you, Lord. Uh, if you're ready for what God has, get to this altar. I'm going to pray one more prayer before we go. If you're ready for a new level, get to this altar right now. I'm just telling you, God's doing it right now. He's doing it right now. Just give me a little space to walk, but that's, I'm going to pray for you. It's happening now. God's raising us up. Lily, lift your hands. I'm telling you, this is a, a, this expedited entrance into the kingdom and this fire that's in your belly. It's not an accident, and I hope you understand it, that you didn't just randomly come into the kingdom. You didn't just randomly step into the anointing. You didn't just randomly end up in this service tonight. But there's a hunger in your belly. But the hunger's not from you. God gave you the hunger. And the Bible says very specifically in Matthew chapter 5, blessed are those who do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. So I just want to give you a heads up. You're being filled by the power of God. And God has put this hunger on you for a purpose. Because hear what I'm saying. You are anointed to preach this gospel. No, nobody probably would have picked you out of a crowd or said she'll be the one. But I'm telling you, God picked you out of the crowd and God said you'll be the one. And so I want you to hear this. And don't get this twisted because sometimes girls do because they think when a preacher says something like this, it means... You're going to marry a preacher. I'm not telling you you're going to marry a preacher. I'm telling you you are a preacher. Whoever marries you will marry a preacher. 
I'm telling you, you're anointed. You've got the fire of God. And God will speak through you. Yield yourself to him. Ha, 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 ha. Yield yourself to him. He'll fill you with his mighty power. And you will do the work God called you to do. He'll move obstacles out of your way. He'll open up doors for you. He'll make crooked places straight. He'll give you opportunities others only dream to have. And you'll hear what I say. If Jesus tarries, you will go around the world preaching this gospel. I didn't say around the nation. I said around the world. You'll find yourself and your family will be like, this is the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. It's the fire of God. Receive it tonight by the power of the Holy Ghost. Receive it tonight. Fresh fire of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> and I tell you that you are anointed. Not going to be. You are. Carolyn, lay your hands on her and receive it tonight. <laughs> Fresh fire of the Holy Ghost. Receive it tonight. Anointing of God. Anointing. Lauren, that's fire. That is hunger. <laughs> God honors your faithfulness, honors your dedication. Put your hands on your belly. Spirit of man is there. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Oh, Barrett, it's going to be the best year you've ever had. I hear the Lord saying this. There are, it's like God's uh, 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 cutting it down to the essentials for you. There's so much you could do. You're very intelligent. So much you could do. God's shaving it down to the essentials so that you'll be, instead of being like a big sledgehammer, you'll be like a pick. A very sharp pointed end. You could hit something with a broad end for hours. You hit it with a pick, it makes a mark. It takes out large chunks. And the Lord's honing you. And so what that means is there will be things that have to be cut out. There will even be voices, not from here, but you understand what I say. There will be voices that you'll even have to just, just cut out altogether. Not even, you just have to kind of, goodbye. Because God's getting ready to anoint you in such a way that you'll make impact like you've never made. It's a cutting away so that See, that's what happens when, if you're growing plants, for example, you can have branches that aren't really producing anything, but they're still sucking sustenance from the roots. You've got to cut those down. You prune them so the branches which have fruit can get more sustenance and become even bigger. And that's what God's doing this year. He's pruning the things that were voices, time wasters, time stealers, distractions, all of that trims down. Because you're going to produce at a high level. <laughs> oh, yeah. High level. And it's an anointing like you've never seen. Power like you've never seen. And the fire of God is upon you. Hey, hey, hey. Amen. Receive it, Justin. Receive it. Fire of God. Receive this. I'm telling you, those watching at home, there it is. <laughs> Fire of the Holy Ghost. Yeah.
Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Receive it. Did you lay hands on her? Huh? What did you say? <laughs> you won't be the same after tonight. Everything changes in your life. Somebody mark it down for her. February the 8th, 2021. Everything changed for Lilia Petty. February the 8th, 930, 2021. Everything changed for Lilia Petty. It was on February the 8th, 2021, at 9.30 p.m., when everything changed for Lilia Petty. That's how, when they make the movie of it, that's how it'll be in the trailer. Fire of the Holy Ghost come upon her tonight. <laughs> I tell you this, virtue flows through your body, head to toe, virtue. Oh, virtue. Enough with these little attacks, devil. You cannot harass her anymore. Virtue from heaven flows through her body. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory to God, the Most High God. He will use you. He will use you. He will use you. For there's greatness on the inside of you, says the Lord. Greatness. Greatness. Now, there's been a battle for your soul. There's been a battle for your life. The reason the enemy fights to take you out is because he can even sense the greatness that's on the inside of you. And he would love to abort your purpose before you can even start in it. That's why there's a battle for your life and a battle for your soul is because the devil knows that you will make great impact for the kingdom if you get on track and do what the Lord's called you to do. So I charge you from this night that it's time like never before to be set on fire for God and his kingdom. For time's coming to a close. Jesus is coming back. And we've got to do what we're called to do before it's too late. Jesus has placed this anointing upon your life, not any man or woman. Nobody could have given you what God gave you. Lift your hands and receive it. From this night, every attack that's been sent against your life, I send it back. Every curse returns to sender fresh fire of the Holy Ghost come upon him from this night. Lord, use him for your glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> Have you ever prayed for him in your lifetime? Well, that was just God answering your prayers. <laughs> Woo, glory. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God Almighty. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I hear the Lord say he's touching your joints tonight by the power of the Holy Ghost. Every part of your body is receiving a touch that you'll not, uh, I hear the Lord saying this, you'll not suffer through arthritis or any of the other itis brothers. None of them. You'll not, your mobility will never be stolen from you. You'll not be reduced to a walker or a wheelchair ever, says the Lord. And it doesn't matter what happened in generations past, it will never come upon you. For the anointing of the Holy Ghost flows through your body right now with new strength and power by the power of God. And you're going to run and not grow weary. Walk and not faint. In Jesus' name. Amen. Be blessed. In Jesus' name. Receive it. Power of the Holy Ghost. Power of the Holy Ghost. 
for my brother, Lord, Jesus. Touch him tonight with a fresh anointing, fresh power of the Holy Ghost. We give you glory, give you praise. You receive that word tonight? Never again will you look at yourself and say, well, I don't have what it takes. The Lord said you do, and he put it there. Once again, put your hands on your belly and receive it. Double portion. <laughs> Double portion. Fire of God. Woo! Glory to God. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Oh, yes. Lift both hands high. You ought to be thankful because I tell you, God has already put you in position to receive his goodness. And I'll tell you, that, that lie of the enemy... Oh, you're disqualified. You're disqualified. You're disqualified. Don't believe it. Don't believe it. Don't believe it. <laughs> For the Lord's the one who said, I have forgotten all that I've forgiven you from. Forgotten. It's been cast into a sea of forgetfulness to be remembered no more. <laughs> Removed from you as far as the east is from the west. And tonight you ought to give God thanks and praise for your freedom and it's a new level of blessing. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. It's a new level of blessing. In Jesus' name. My brother, I'm telling you that God's anointed even your hands for business. And you will increase and increase and increase. And as I stand before you, I'm telling you right now, you will have divine ideas that will cause finances to come into your hands. For God's going to bless you. And he's going to use you to bless his kingdom. And he's going to use you to reach the unreachable and touch the untouchable. I see it in the Holy Ghost. Get ready, for God's going to move upon you in a mighty way. 2021. Lift your hands. I feel it now. By the power of God. Shh. Receive it. There it is. Ha, 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 ha. Shh. Fire of God. Shh. Jesus. Receive it. Mm-hmm. Koto Rabba Setekia. Shh. Fresh fire of the Holy Ghost. There it is. There it is. Fire of God. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Come upon him today. In Jesus' name. Glory. 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 The weight of the word. Here's something for you. The weight of the word. W E I. G-H-T, not the weight like God missed the bus, but the weight because you're going to have a heavy word that will be delivered into your spirit that will, the weight of that word will be felt as you release it. I'm talking strong impact. Hear what I'm saying. I'm talking that as you deliver a word that hands won't even have to be laid upon for the word will bring deliverance. That's what I'm preaching tonight. He sent his word and it healed them. His word is enough. You watch. You'll begin to minister by the gift of faith. And as you do, as you minister, you'll see things start to manifest. Demons will manifest as you're preaching. Things will come out while you're preaching the word. Healing will manifest while you're preaching. He sent his word and it healed them. There's a weight of the word coming upon you in this year. You watch and see. God will deliver it to you in prayer. Put your hands on your belly and receive it by the fire of the holy. Ha, ha, ha. The weight. The weight of the word. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Come upon him from this night. Fresh anointing of God. Use him, Lord. 
for your glory. Oh, any good things that you've given to me, Lord, give them to Jonathan. Give them to Jonathan. Any good things you've given to me, give them to him. Any impartations you've given to me, give them to him. Use him for your glory. Make him an impactful man in the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name. You receive it tonight? You receive it? Have a double portion. Double portion. Double portion. You'll preach by a spirit of wisdom and revelation. You'll preach by the gift of faith. You'll see things in the word others don't see. And you'll preach with a strength others don't have. And the finances will always come in in a more than enough fashion. You'll never lack for any good thing as you preach for the Lord and minister for him. You'll never go without. You'll never be without. You'll never be without. You won't need a handout. You'll give handouts. For you'll be blessed. Abundantly blessed. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Have some more of it. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Free by the power of God. Somebody lift your hands all over the house tonight. I'm telling you, things are changing, 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 changing. At 9.30, on February the 8th, 2021, Lilia Petty became a different person. She stepped over into who God created her to be. <laughs> And you'll never be the same after this night. Never, 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 never. Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> there it is. The goodness of God manifested. This is going to be a year of blessing. I'm just telling you, get ready. These hands are going to be blessed. These hands are going to be blessed. Jesus' name. Lord, do it for Lucy. Bless her. Bless her. Shh. Open more doors like the farmer's market, Lord. I thank you that as this, she gets this licensing and approval, doors will swing wide and it'll have to move out of the house. It'll have to move out into a leased space because you're going to open doors and it'll be so supernatural that it'll freak people out that come by and see the operation. All for cake pops? Yes. Yes, only that. Because God can do what he wants to do. He's a God that knows how to bless. He's more than enough. Receive it. There it is. Hey, your worship's going to another level from this night. Watch and see. Watch and see. Glory. As you hold up the arms of the man of God, so God is holding you up. So God is holding you up. As you serve, so will you be blessed. Ha, 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 ha. For your dedication will not go unnoticed, says the Lord. For you shall be greatly blessed. Greatly blessed. Greatly blessed. Greatly blessed. Fresh fire of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name.
hear the Lord say it. A new season of blessing, increase, and favor. For the work of your hands shall be blessed. <laughs> and you'll feel more rested than you've ever felt, but you'll be more blessed than you've ever been. Hold your hands out like this. Hold them straight out. Put them together. I command these hands to receive an impartation of the Holy Ghost, and you'll worship like you never have. You'll do what you've never done by the power of God. It'll be like you stepped into a new dimension, new level, because you have. Hallelujah. Receive it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ha, 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 ha. Glory, 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 glory. Froste riandarasta kataye. Fire of God come upon him tonight. Oh, shit. Fresh anointing of the Holy Ghost. The work of your hands, the work of your hands shall increase and shall be greatly blessed. Get ready. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Fire of God, fire of God. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Amen. Don't forget, 9.30, February the 8th, 2021. Lilia Petty became a different person. Oh, fill her, Lord. Fill her to overflowing. Fill her to let her go to bed laughing, wake up laughing. <laughs> Mark her from this night. Mark her from this night. Mark her from this night. <laughs> let her be one of the women that rise up in this generation and declare the goodness of God and preach with fire and not compromise the truth and not water it down. But let her be a woman of fire in the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, lift every hand. Father, we thank you for your anointing. We thank you for your power. We thank you for what you're doing. I pray for every person that's watching, watching on the live stream. I loose right now. Come here, Marky. I loose the fire of the Holy Ghost to every man, every woman that's watching right now. Receive it. Receive healing. Receive deliverance. Receive blessing. In Jesus' name, fire of the Holy Ghost come upon them now. And I command every devil that was harassing God's people to loose its grip and let go from this night. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, you shall be blessed. Fire of the Holy Ghost come upon her tonight. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Stand on your feet all over this house as Pastor Brian is coming. Lift your hands to the Lord and declare, I am blessed everywhere I go. Everything I do, what my hands touch, it increases. Where my foot treads, I have dominion. I cannot be destroyed. I'm already victorious. I cannot be taken out. I am more than a conqueror. In Jesus' name. And you shall increase, 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 increase. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, ha, ha. More than a conqueror. Somebody say, thanks be to God who gives me the victory through Jesus Christ. 
my Lord. If you believe it, clap your hands and give. Hallelujah. Have you been blessed tonight? Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory. Let it come off your lips. Glory to God. A covenant house. A covenant house. Oh, Lord, we're in it. We walk in it. Lord, we're part of the family. In unity, in your love, we will not be set aside from your purpose and your destiny and your plans and your goodness and your graciousness and your love and your power and your anointing and healing and prosperity. We're in a covenant house. Lord, we receive it. Night two, the whole week to go. The whole week to go. Just imagine what happened on Tuesday night with a whole week to go <laughs> at 930. Amen. Glory to God. Before we leave this house tonight, you just heard a message on the fact that Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. He loves you. He loves you so much that he sent the power of God tonight to touch you, to heal you, to save you. And the Lord spoke to our pastor and said, we're not leaving here tonight without giving every person the opportunity to come to know the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the God who's so good that he sent his son to die, that you may live, that you may live. And tonight we want to give you that opportunity. If you have never before made Jesus your Lord and Savior, never, this is your first time, you've never done it, but hearing it, you're like, I, I can't not. He's so good. He's so big. He's so powerful. I can't not. If you want to make him your Lord and Savior for the first time ever, then this altar is yours. That's the first call. Second call. You've made him your Lord before, but stuff has been rough. There's been stuff that's knocked you here and there and everywhere, and you were on fire, you were set ablaze, and yet at some point in your life, it's like you took a step back. And tonight you're like, I can't not be in his fire. I can't not be in his presence. I can't not be with my king. I can't not be with him. I've gotta be with him. That's call number two. You're, it's like your spirit's exploding on the inside of you. I've got to be with him. That's number two. Number three, you've been born again. You've asked him to be your savior, but there's that harassing voice on the inside of you. Am I saved? Am I not? If I died tonight, am I going to go to hell? I don't know if Jesus could really love me. Could he really forgive me? Have I really been okay enough for him? That's a lie. That's a lie from hell. And tonight we want you to have the opportunity to seal what God has done inside of you and say once and for all, devil, I'm Jesus's. I'm his and his alone. If you fit into any of those calls, everyone bow your heads, close your eyes around this church. No one looking at the moment. If you fit into any of those calls, I want you to put your hand up and say, I need to make him mine tonight.
I see that. No one's looking. No one's watching. I see that. Amen. Amen. Make this bold. This is your night. This is your night to know. This is your night to know. It's your night. Don't let that harassing tell you anything different. Seal it. Here's the thing. It's a moment. This is a moment. God stopped the entire service to give you this moment. He stopped the whole thing. Do you know that you know? On your way home, something happened that you are going to be with him forever. That you're going to be sealed in his presence forever. Do you know? You can. Come meet a king who adores you. Who adores you. The word says that you're the apple of his eye. It says that he loved you so much that he didn't leave Jesus on a, on a shelf and give you knockoff Jesus. He gave you the best of the best of the best to prove his love. And he wants it sealed in you. Tonight, if that's you, I just want you to come. I don't care if you raised your hand. Come to the altar right now. If you raised your hand or if you didn't raise your hand, come to the altar right now to seal the fact that Jesus is yours. Don't be afraid. Encourage the people. Father, we thank you. Draw those people. There are people tonight that need to be born again. There are people tonight who need you. God, we open this altar up. Father, we thank you. Sweetheart, Baby doll, come on up. It's just you and me right now. This can be you and me. What's your name? Helen? Callie. Callie? That's a beautiful name. Callie, how old are you? Eight years old. Tonight, do you want to know that Jesus is yours? Okay, then raise your hands. And will you just pray after me? Is that okay? Okay, raise your hands. And just say, Jesus, right now. I give you my life. I declare that you are my savior. I believe that you died for me. I believe that you rose again. And when you died, all of my sins died with you. And when you were raised up, you made me brand new right now I give you my life and father I ask inside of Callie Kaylee Kelly father I thank you that inside of Callie right now seal this seal this moment say this Callie Jesus fill me with the Holy Ghost and fire now. Jesus, let it be. I'm going to put my hand on you, okay? And you're going to feel the power of God. Father, I thank you for your power flooding her now. In Jesus' name. Never the same. 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 Never the same never the same. Let her be filled with power from now and forevermore. Seal it inside of her. Never the same. 
never the same. Mighty woman of God. 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 She will be forevermore in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, that the rest of the people in this room, that they know, that they know, that they know, that they know, that they know. Father, with that boldness, let them proclaim the word of God boldly. Let them proclaim it boldly to all that they know. Let them lead lost to you. Let them lead the lost to you, God. Let them lead the lost to you. Let them lead the lost to you to seek and save that which was lost. Help them to be found through the ministers in this room. Lord, every person under the sound of my voice is a minister. Raise them up. Raise them up. Raise them up. Raise them up. Those who believe shall lay hands on the sick. I thank you that we have a room full of believers, and I thank you, Lord, that as they lay their hands, as they wield the word of faith, I thank you, God, that things are cut away, which will never again, never again harass the people that you love so much. Never again, never again. Lord, I thank you. Let it be so. I thank you that tonight changes. I thank you that Callie is changed. I thank you that she's changed, God. I thank you that she's changed. I thank you that she is changed. I thank you that we're all changed. Thank you, God, for setting us apart unto yourself. Thank you, Father, for it. Thank you, God. Lord, thank you for this night. Thank you for the gift of this night. Thank you that we look like you, talk like you, act like you, preach like you, pray like you, think like you, have ideals like you. I thank you, God, that we look like you in everything that we do. In spirit, in truth, we are mirror images of Jesus in this earth. I thank you, God, that what we do here is the greater works than what Jesus did. I thank you for the greater works coming out of this people. The greater works coming out of this people. The greater works coming out of this people. The greater works. The greater works. Lord, I thank you. Let it be so. I thank you, God, for it. Thank you, God. Lord, we give you praise and glory for tonight. Only night number two. What are you going to do? Lord, I thank you that you just get betterer and betterer and betterer and betterer. Lord, thank you. Becca's word, gooderer and gooderer. Lord, thank you. You're so good we have to invent weird words to describe how good you are in the English language. I thank you, God, for just a beautiful night. And thank you that tomorrow's going to be gooderest. In Jesus' name, amen. You're dismissed. We'll be back tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Be here.